Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. What is up, y'all? Welcome to The Wan Show. We've got a fantastic show lined up for you this week. Our main topics of discussion are going to be... What is USB 4 2.0? I don't even want to know. That is not how versioning... That's illegal. ...version numbering works. And also, LTT has actually completed. Okay, it is it is shot now. We have completed our first major like big sponsorship of like an s tier youtuber yeah yeah we do we do sponsorships for other youtubers now so i'm going to be talking about that what else we got today that's wacky what isn't wacky is ryzen 7000 and intel trying to say that uh you know arc is better than nvidia ray tracing uh they have never claimed anything in the past that ended up being skewed so i'm sure this is purely accurate All right. I think the first thing we're going to have to dig into this week is, um, oh, the slightly different format for the show. I'm really hungry and Belle's hungry and Luke was indifferent. So we ordered food. So we're going to get through our tech topics a little bit faster and we're going to save our merch messages for a little bit later in the show. So if you guys haven't picked up a screwdriver or a backpack or an RGB hoodie or a short circuit hoodie like the one I'm wearing or anything else that's on the store and you wanted to order one now and send in a merch message, Belle's going to be curating everything throughout the show, but we're going to get to them later. We're going to push them a little bit further the route, which means we are going to jump right into USB 4 2.0. Oh. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the USB, uh, what is it? USB forum, USB promoter group. Can you, they, they have, they, they're on a mission. They're on a mission to make me angry because there is no other possible reason that I can imagine for this naming scheme to exist. This is not how versioning works. If I like you... to think, I like to think that someone there knows that and is driving for change. But this one time was like, actually, we need this sequence of numbers. And they made it happen. What? They wanted 420. What do you even? Oh, my God. They well, then they the could meme. have just made it version 4.20. And even that would have been stupid because it appears True. to be a pretty significant upgrade. We're oh, going yeah. from 40 gigabit per second to 80 gigabit per second. To be clear, I am not upset about the technology. It sounds actually like really solid. You do need an active cable uh, for, the, for that 80 gigabit per second. It's, uh, it's max on passive is 40 gigabit, but that's still, still pretty crazy. It's only USB Type-C, which, which is what's going to happen. I'm matter of time. That. Yeah, matter of time. Yeah. Um, 
and I'm so angry. It includes new features, such as a bandwidth boost beyond 20 gigabit per second for USB 3.2 data tunneling when using alt mode, such as DisplayPort mode, and has been updated to feature the latest versions of the DisplayPort standard and PCIe spec, which, remember, is important because USB 4 is now essentially Thunderbolt, which was able to carry PCIe connections. That's how you can hook up an external GPU and stuff like that. It is backwards compatible with previous revisions, including the original USB 4 standard, which has barely even made it to life at this point. USB 3.2, USB 2.0, and Thunderbolt 3. And our discussion question is, faster is always better. But why do they keep using these confusing naming schemes? I might have an answer for that. I'm going to have to try to dig it up. Capes in Floatplane Chat says that the USB spec naming is meant for developers and not consumers, and that we should refer to Benson Leung's, hopefully I said that right, response in the USB-C hardware. USB-C hardware subreddit. I legitimately almost said chardware. Names? Sorry, what? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. All right, Benson. I don't like that. Personally. My... I don't see why developers need a worse naming scheme. Um, I would like to try to find this thread. Can can someone post? I think I've that? I think I've probably got it. USB promoter group announces USB four ver- this is great. That's it. It has 163 comments and 48 upvotes. <laughs> That's usually a good sign. <laughs> the top up <laughs> Oh, this is great. Uh, uh, log into different. No, I don't want to log in. I don't okay, care. Okay, I, I found I found the post. Okay. USB does have branding professionals. Hint: This announcement is about a spec version bump, which is a technical document, not a branding document. Here's what my guess is on the branding will be for gear with the new speed USB four eighty gigabit per second. Why USB 4 2.0? Why not USB 5? Why not USB 4.1? Why not literally anything else? Like there is there is no continuity whatsoever. We had USB 1. Then we got 1.1. If I recall, there was a 1.1A. Hold on. All the versions of USB. Here we go. Okay, 1.1. Okay, 1.0 apparently was like never really a thing. This is from Triplate though, so I have no idea how accurate this is. You, oh my God, just show me the table. Okay, so we got here. We go here. We go. Triplate provides this uh, this chart. 1.1. This was full speed USB uh, introduced in 1998. All right, you had your USB A. You had your USB B. That was for your scanner. All right, we had scanners back then. Okay, that was that was a peripheral. We had our printers, we had our scanners. Combine them, black magic. Not till later. Okay, then we had USB two, high speed. <laughs> Who would think? What what would you think is faster, high speed or full speed? Help me out here, Luke. <laughs> full speed? Yeah, I would think yeah, so too. Maximum. Unfortunately, right? full speed is like one fortieth the speed of high speed. Oh. Yeah. Okay, okay. Whatever. Darn. Came a mere two years later. So yeah, it went a lot faster, and that merited, uh, you know, a spec bump. Okay. 
Then we went from 480 megabit per second. Okay, so we 6x the, excuse me, 10x the speed again to 5 gigabit. And that was in 2008, whopping eight years later. This was USB 3.0, which I think has since been renamed to 3.1 Gen 1 Super Speed. Okay, then things get really messy. USB 3.1 doubled the speed over USB 3.0 and was originally called USB 3.1. Then it was changed to USB 3.1 Gen 2 Super Speed Plus. Holy f***ing Okay, then, then we got USB 3.2 Super Speed, which I think is, yes, now called USB 3.2 Gen 2 by 2. Oh, no, right. No, no, no. These were former names, right? Gen 1. Now it's USB 3.2 Gen 1. Okay. 3.2 Gen 2 by 2, and that's 20 gigabit per second. I, I really enjoyed that one. I remember that launch. Oh, my God. That was fantastic. Then we got USB 4, which was also known as USB 4 Gen 2 by 2 or USB 4 20 gigabit. Wait, what? 20 gigabit? I thought... It, okay. Oh my God. Okay, so USB 4, this is where things get really complicated because USB 4 has optional components to the spec. You don't have to, you can be USB 4 without being 40 gigabit per second. So here we've got USB 4, 20 gigabit. Okay, so that came in 2019, does up to 20 gigabit. Then we got USB 4, which is Gen 3 by 2, which does 40 gigabit and might also do like PCIe and stuff, uh, assuming you have a compliant cable. All okay, of this was so preventable. There's some uh, there's some posts actually in response to TechLinked. Uh, so Laughing Man or Benson Leung, the the person that we're finding comments from and stuff, responded to a TechLinked Twitter post, a tweet, some would say, um, and there are more comments from him on the Reddit thread. Uh -huh. um, there's there's a few different comments on Reddit. They're all saying roughly the same thing. Um, da, 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 where's the other one? The main thing is what I kind of already said, though. On Twitter, um, someone responded to TechLinked by saying, Ben Mitchell responded to TechLinked uh -huh. by saying, oh my God, can they just stick to the naming scheme, please, and stop renaming old standards? Benson Leung, also known as Laughing Man, said, no. Because people, and then in brackets, developers, spec writers, and others work on these spec documents. These are living standards, and having a sensible version numbering scheme is required. Someone responded to that uh, by saying, this is not a sensible version numbering scheme, uh, <laughs> which got 23 likes. He responded... Um, Luke with the play-by-play -play here. All right, the I likes are the up. likes are interesting. The TechLink post got a bunch of likes. The first response gets sixty-eight. Benson responds gets three. Someone go up. By the way, can one person go like that sixty-eight one? Thanks. Nice. Yeah, perfect. Um, <laughs> Bryce responds gets twenty-three. Benson responds again gets two. So okay, that that isn't that doesn't mean he's right or anything. It's just or it's, wrong. People aren't happy about it um he says uh it absolutely is in reference to not a sensible uh, version numbering scheme uh -huh. he says the usb developers announced the version 1.0 release of the usb4 spec oh in 2019 sorry i missed that part right but... um, three years have passed and a new version is about to be released based on the same usb4 technologies it makes sense to go from version 1.0 to 2.0 but if it's the same USB 4 technologies, then why the actual living f 
is it not just USB 4.1? Yep. Yep. You know, like how you did it before. Yep. Remember that USB promoter group? Remember when you did that? Remember when USB 3.0 became USB 3.1 because it was based on the same underlying technology but made it go more faster and had some new features? Do you remember that? I also don't even mind multiple decimal points. Have you seen that in some versioning? Yeah. They'll do like mm. ma major, minor, micro or whatever. I'd rather have a letter at that point, personally, DisplayPort style. Um, the pro Okay, DisplayPort has made some mistakes, though, if I recall correctly. Oh, no, no, HDMI has done it. This HDMI 1. something B was like a huge upgrade from... Because really... Okay. If it's going to end up facing the consumer, you can't just wash your hands of it and go, well, this is intended for developers. It's not my fault that consumers are confused. He's because saying no. It, he's saying it won't. What? Of course it will. He, he said it always a, does. He said, I agree. He's, he, so I'm just making sure that I say his arguments. He, he's saying that it, it, it won't and shouldn't. Uh, because there will be official branding, and that official branding is USB 4, 80 gigabit per second. Or 80 gigabit. The problem is that that's not what's going to end up being presented. For sure. Yep. And, like, meanwhile, you've got the HDMI group actively making it harder to tell what is implemented on a product. You've got the USB group adding ambiguity layers on HDMI top of patch. ambiguity yeah. layers. Okay, with optional parts of the specification and no 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 clear actual like line in the sand for what qualifies as USB number point number. So some, someone just said what I was trying to say better. It's called semantic versioning and it goes major minor patch. I actually I've never minded that personally. Sure. Because you, you could have like, okay, so the, the let's use Windows who have not done a good job of this, but let's use Windows. Let's say we're on Windows 15. So you have Windows 15. That's your first number, 15. Sure. Dot, and then you have major version releases. Well, why don't we just use a Windows that used this? Windows 3.1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So major update sure. is the point one. And then any little tiny fixes, whatever, they can get slammed under at the very bottom decimal point. Sure. No one really cares, but they're there. Because they matter. Right. But like the average users aren't going to care. And that's completely fine. That works for... I've never really seen anyone complain about that naming scheme. I, I'm not saying it's the best. I'm not saying it's the most marketable, whatever. But it works. It's very functional. What's marketable is what can be understood from my point of view. It should describe at least... It, like, okay, you, you can criticize Intel all day for their opaque processor numbering schemes especially once you make your way out of the like the mainline enthusiast skews into some of the weird low power stuff or some of the embedded stuff that they do but at least every digit has mostly some kind of meaning to it like you could if you had a, a legend you could interpret it right whereas usb just has no clear it just has no like going from three to four didn't have a speed increase. Okay, it didn't even have an interface change. They're both USB C. So what was the difference? I mean, I know the difference. There were a lot of technological innovations between USB three and USB four, but then 
why did you allow this half half ass implementation that wasn't 40 gigabit per second for USB 4? Like I just uh, I'm I'm struggling here. I'm struggling. At lo as long as it's consistent, I can kind of get behind it. But any other time, it really does feel like that you are kind of the worst. you are confusing consumers for mm -hmm. a reason. Like you know when um Oh man, like you'll see you'll see like a, a GPU maker go from three digit numbers to four digit numbers when and, and you particularly see these things happen when they don't have anything particularly innovative to show. Yeah. There is there is some people I I have, I I want to make sure I'm defending uh Benson Leung right now because there are some people saying like, oh they they like they promised or they said that it would be USB four eighty gigabit per second. They're still saying that, and he's still saying that that's going to be the the marketing or branding version. Um, this weird one that I already forgot, USB 4 version 2.0 is a theoretically a developer only branding thing. The problem with this is it's not only has it already hit a lot of consumers, yeah, um, but it's going to hit many more and will very likely be a part of the branding of certain products. Um, so, because companies are going to start designing, developing, planning these products like now, um, and they're just not going to get updated. We've seen it happen a ton of times. So, yeah, I'm really frustrated. Let's move on, though. That's just enough being being angry. Uh, do you want to talk about Japan declaring yeah. war on floppy disks? Or this is this is actually pretty interesting. Uh, Japan declares war on floppy disks. Japan's digital minister Taro Kono has declared war on floppy disks and other retro tech used by the country's bureaucrats. Japan still has roughly 1,900 government procedures that require the use of disks, including floppy disks, CDs, and this is the and best mini one. disks. Mini disk. What? I was very surprised to see mini disks on here. I know, right? Kind of awesome um the u.s government uh had had been using floppy disks as recently as 2019 to receive nuclear nuclear launch orders from the president that is awesome to be clear i'm not suggesting you know that it's on the internet <laughs> like I'm, I'm just saying we could do something a little more robust than floppy diskettes that's Okay, I just want to make that very clear. Yeah. Uh, more than 20,000 typical disks would be needed to replicate an average memory stick storing 32 gigabytes of information. This is pretty epic. You guys did a video fairly recently yeah. uh, building like a Windows 98 machine. We bought it. Oh, you bought one Yeah, of there's a vendor online that sells Windows 98 computers oh, for yeah, like a grand. Yeah. 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 And I, they I have don't... like new manufactured hardware and stuff. No. Oh, I thought they did. No, they just, well, they might have some, but a lot of it is refurbished. That makes sense. Yeah, because there's a lot of it out there and it's, it costs nothing. But what costs is spending the time to validate it and make sure that it's all working and ready for deployment. Because there, as, as Anthony explained in the video, there are many industries that still rely oh, yeah. on extremely old software. Tons of manufacturing and stuff where like it does... As much as this might annoy some people in like software development and stuff, what they have does enough in a yes. lot of these situations. 300 megahertz, a lot of that's millions of cycles a second. Like it's actually fine. For in a just, lot of very specific situations. You know, running a conveyor belt. Yeah. Like who cares? Yeah. It's fine. Yep. And the cost 
of updating that hardware that it's running is monumental. It could be could potentially be catastrophic depending on the size of the business. Like so compared to, you know, updating this giant this giant kind of machine or whatever it is, you know, just going out and buying another Windows 98 computer even if you are being charged an obscene amount of money for it. Sure makes it's an it's an obscene amount of money for what you're getting but it's still a grand which to individuals is going to seem like a lot to a company that's churning out millions of dollars worth of product every day and they need that freaking machine running isn't going to be a huge expense it is amazing how different the calculations for the worthwhileness of a purchase are for a business compared to a consumer. See, I was even talking about, okay, what if you're a smaller business and you just can't afford to update the machinery? That's one way of thinking about it. But then Luke's like, well, what if what if they're churning out millions of dollars worth of equipment? Well, then they're clearly not starving for money, but let's talk about opportunity cost. Yeah. What if they had to turn off that machinery yeah. for some period of time in order to perform this, this maintenance to upgrade it so that it can run Windows Vista or so it can run Windows 10 or whatever the case may be? What is it costing them to have that not running? So it could be literally, it could be hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars to turn it off and upgrade it versus what, I just spend a grand and I can go get a new Windows 98 computer? It's wild, right? And so as much as it feels counterintuitive for, you know, as a, as an 80s, 90s kid, right? I feel like Japan is like the land of technology. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the kind of the brand that Japan has t- to me, right? You know, the, the first time that I ever saw a USB thumb drive, it was, it was a friend bringing, bringing it back, the, I believe, cool from a trip to Japan. Japan yeah, yeah, or the first time I saw a mini disc, oh, it's, it's Sony. You know, Sony was like the premium, the premium, right? Samsung and LG were still like lucky gold star, like cheap crap, right? Nobody, nobody respected those brands back then. Like, Japan, the land of video games and technology. And like, so for me to read that the Japanese government is still using flop, I mean, CDs, oh, okay, fair enough, I guess. But Minidisc? Minidisc was never even, like, I, I wasn't even aware of it as, as, a, as, a, as a medium for anything other than, you know, listening to mp3s off napster right like yeah, I, d- I don't know i that was the only thing i ever knew it to exist for and it was also very common discs? back then for certain certain i mean it still is common but not on the same scale i would argue because the internet has connected people very closely but it was very common back then for certain technologies to actually take off in certain areas so maybe mini disc was just used for other stuff in japan i mean it was it was sick it was cool right compared to the other things we had at the time you got to understand usb thumb drives not a thing yet okay and even though and even when they were a thing they weren't necessarily convenient like uh if you Mm. went to a library or something like that it's not like it would support plugging in your usb drive and i'm talking like the library at school like you would have to you would have to carry sometimes a floppy diskette with usb drivers on it and then the USB drive that had your like your PowerPoint presentation or you know something some kind of multimedia thing that wouldn't fit on a floppy disk. Even once I had a USB drive, I would often still use floppy disks. Uh, not in small part because my first USB thumb drive was either eight megabytes or sixteen megabytes. Like it actually didn't have that much more capacity. <laughs> People thought it was weird too. Um, Jackson Floplane Chat said mini disk was much more popular in Japan. 
I mean, yeah, I guess I, I guess I get it because the capacity compared to the things we had at the time was massive. Apparently, you can copy rented music in Japan, and that was a big push for mini discs. Oh, oh, interesting. Okay. I mean, Japan has all kinds of stuff that I just like never even saw or never heard of before yeah. like the kinds of stuff you can get in vending machines over there and stuff uh unfortunately the one time we went to japan we didn't really we get a chance a to stay very there. short period of time yeah, and it was awesome much. for that really short period of time but it was awesome yeah anyway um so that's hilarious i guess it's finally time for floppy disks to uh to to, to head out right out into the sunset i I shouldn't be that surprised. I mean, I remember being, I remember feeling this exact same emotion. Like you ever get that where it's like, like a deja vu kind of feeling, but you don't actually feel like this thing happened before, but you feel like you've had this, you've experienced this feeling before. The day I found out that one of our major competitors at NCIX still submitted their POs via fax. I'm sitting here going, what, you can't, you can't walk into the warehouse and grab a computer? <laughs> You can't send a fucking email. Like, what do what do you mean? You why would you submit them via fax? That, that one I genuinely. You don't would understand. actually you would actually send your rep an email to say, "Hey, check your fax machine." Yeah. It's like that's it's like that's leaving one you voicemail I... to ask if you've checked your text messages. Like, what what are you what are you doing? Yeah. I can't it's fathom very, it. It's very weird. It's very very weird. I fax. it does make me a little bit sad, and I know this probably just like makes me old, but. I always really liked the physical nature of things. Sure. Like there's there's an Animorphs book. Oof, that might be dating me as well. Uh, but there's an Animorphs book where they have these like data cubes. Sure. And like even Star Wars has the, whatever they're called, the the pyramid things that have knowledge in yep, them. Yeah, for sure. Um, Holocrons. Holocron, yeah. These like physical mediums of information. Just because I, I know that doesn't mean Star Wars isn't dead to me. Carry on. We're always. I always thought they were really cool. I thought it was cool. To, I, I. That's one of the reasons why I like physical games as well. Sure. I, I've always really enjoyed physical media, um, and it is like better. Sure, that things are becoming more digital and 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 whatnot. But I do find it more boring. So I think it's like kind of cool, in a not good way i guess maybe that some of these things still run on this old hardware and run on these old systems and stuff like that i think yeah i think it's kind of neat but. chat's super into animorphs okay which animorph were you which animorph was i yeah i only remember one of them so i guess i'll just go with that sure i i only remember tobias's name tobias? i i read i probably read like 40 50 of them like i was super I into animorphs marco and Tobias. Tobias yeah, was like Marco's the bird, the one right? whose mom is the... I, I never know. I knew how to pronounce it. Yerks? I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it. Is that the... Aliens. Yeah, the slugs. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was controlled. And yeah. wasn't his like brother or is that Tobias's brother? I don't, I don't know. Maybe I didn't make it that far. I know Marco's mom is like Visser 1 or something like that. And I don't remember any of the other characters. And I only know Marco because you mentioned it. Yeah. It's been a long time. I don't remember. Hawk? Yeah, I think Tobias yeah, turns into the a hawk. hawk. And he's stuck as a hawk. And yes. then I think he gets unstuck later or he something. He wanted to be, though, I think. I don't remember. I remember something about him having an option to become unstuck, and he was like, 
forget it, I'm a hawk now. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, that ring, that rings a bell. I think I did I make it that so. far. People are like, spoilers! Spoilers! Okay, okay. These books came out like 20 <laughs> years ago. I think I think we're clean and clear on spoiler warnings. Yeah, yeah. Can't remember the Andalite's name, man. Hold on, hold on. Oh, okay, Andalite's name. No, I got nothing. Because like one joins them later or something. And yeah. it's like, it's like, it's like when the, that TV show adds that like dumb extra character. Like, I don't remember him really serving any purpose other than just be like, oh, cool. We have an alien sidekick now. I think Axe, that's the one nighttime that that was the name. And he was like the son of the one that gave them the powers in the first place or something. I don't know, man. Animorphs, man. I bet my daughters would love Animorphs. I don't know. If I think I still have a it. bunch of the books. I, I I tend to keep my books, but yeah, I think I still have those. Axamili Ezgru. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what yeah. a name. Yeah, I think we'll just call you Axe. Yeah, yeah. That's probably a good idea. 100%. All right. Uh, what were we talking about again? Uh, Japan declaring war on floppy disks. Yeah, physical media, man. Books and are. How I like physical media. Books are a tough one for me because, on the one hand, I. They're very unreasonable in the modern day. Yeah, they don't make any sense. Yeah. But the flip side of it is I I've been on vacation like this week. Book. I've been on vacation this week and I was like, man, I haven't read a book in forever because it's 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 tough for me. I get sucked in. Yeah. And then I don't I'm not functional, right? Like I I I love to read. It's not that I don't love it. I just I, I can. I don't have the discipline for it. It's like it's like anno for me. It's like I could be sitting there for literally eight consecutive hours doing nothing but like not even stopping to eat just like reading right and um so i was like oh i'm i'm on vacation i'm a, i'm going to read a book and i just i have kindle unlimited but i just did not gravitate toward the kindle at all not even a tiny bit i was like i will go look at my library of dead trees and i don't know why it doesn't make any sense. I don't want good. to fill my house with books. They're stupid. Yep. They're heavy. Yep. They take up space. They're yep. hard to find. Yep. Obviously, just having one one slate where all the, t the words can just appear is it's objectively better. Yep, but it's subjectively and not like better. man, the the book I settled on it's called um, um, Mr. Norrell and Jonathan Strange. It was actually given to me by Tyler before he passed. Oh. Well, not given, borrowed, lent to me, but I wouldn't obviously two of my favorite books of all time are recommended from him yeah so uh that was why that was why i wanted to read it because it was kind of the last uh the last book recommendation he gave me and i kind of haven't um uh, i have i haven't been able to yet but i'm so i'm anyway i'm about a quarter of the way through and it's like thick it's like this thick right that's really inconvenient to yeah. hold like yep. it sucks it's heavy it's yep. stupid but but the experience is good okay we need to do a float plane pull Okay, physical books versus okay. digital books. I'm on it. Honestly, I th I think it could be settled for me if digital books were way cheaper. But the fact that physical books, even with shipping, are often cheaper than a digital copy is just outrageous to me. Because I don't believe for a second that the author is getting way more royalties. Yeah, I doubt it. I do not believe that. I like. I enjoy audiobooks because... Uh, we've talked about it for a long time i have like issues reading scripts and stuff i'm mm -hmm. i'm mildly dyslexic so i read really slowly and i have a hard time reading sure. so i i enjoy audiobooks and i listen to audiobooks for things that i feel like i need to get through 
like, oh, this book is on a topic. I feel like I should have this information for whatever reason. I want to learn something. I want to grow in some way, whatever. So I'll listen to an audiobook to make sure that I get all of that. But I enjoy reading physical books. So especially if it's like some like fantasy novel or something like sure. that, I'll usually read it physically. It takes me forever, but it doesn't matter. So who cares? See, even with a tech audience, overwhelmingly, like 67%, two-thirds physical of float books. plane chat, physical books. There's something books. about tactile. It feels good. And that's like like putting in a floppy. When's the last time you did it? The noises. Remember the noises? It's great. Yeah, I know. It is. Like, I just, I don't know. It's time to play a game. Yeah, like, you hear let's it go. spinning up. You strap the headphones on. Like, you feel it's much more of like a, a full experience. So are you going to get into vinyl? Because that's what like everyone in the office, you're getting I'm into the, vinyl. I'm the first person in the office that got into vinyl. They I don't know, know that, that. But I wasn't invited to the cool kids club. What the Sorry. heck? Okay, that's one that I can't. I can't. The second, not, the second, it, the I second I learned about the existence of Napster, like the piles <laughs> of CDs that I owned were okay. I shouldn't say the second I learned about Napster because it took a little while. Um, like you would have to. The only way that I could listen to any to MP3s I downloaded was sitting at the computer, like on our computer speakers, because we didn't even have headphones and I, at our computer. That like wasn't a thing yet. So um, I did continue to use CDs and my Discman for a couple more years, but by the time you could burn a CD of MP3s, um, I did that a handful of times. But you had to have a compatible CD player. It had to be able to read yeah. data disks. Yeah. And then shortly after that, I got an RCA Lyra, which was a 64 megabyte MP3 player. And that was it. That was the last time I gave two shits about any kind of physical media songs. And then uh, I did pirate music for a long time. And then along came music subscription services. I now happily pay for... Actually, I think I have two subscription service i should unsubscribe from apple music uh but anyway i happily pay my subscription i don't pirate YouTube any music, music anymore right? yeah i have youtube music yeah. um and youtube music's cool because if you buy a song on itunes you can just take that file and you can just upload it to it our google play music had that actually play your local songs i don't know if youtube music i has think it, it still does does it still do it I anyway so. so all my songs are totally legit now but i just man i cannot even begin to imagine i having like i think they're cool i really enjoy the the look of it um i never had them when i was younger like my dad had some but i don't think we actually like had a record player set up he actually has some really wicked ones but i don't think we had a record player set up um i have some really cool ones like i i have the the vinyls for divinity original sin 2 Got and it. I have them signed by like the development team who I met in person and like all this kind of stuff. So it's like really cool. The the actual record isn't signed. The like sleeve is signed to be clear. Um, and I used to use them for like timers basically because that was the thing that annoyed me the most is they're kind of short. Like they they end really quickly and then you have to go to the thing and flip it or or change which one you have or whatever to be able to keep listening to stuff. That's my biggest gripe. But in order to solve that, I yeah, I would use it as a timer. So I'll be like, oh, I'll clean this area for this long, or I'll work out for this amount of time, or I'll do whatever. Um, 
Yeah. Gremlin Injector asks why I prefer those over Spotify. I subscribed to Google Play Music because it um, comes, with comes with YouTube Premium, and YouTube Premium matters uh, a lot to me. Um, as for why I prefer it, I, I hate YouTube Music. Oh, it's I, terrible, but it's... Google it... Play Music was so much better. They dragged me kicking and screaming away from the Google Play Music app because the integration with Sonos was flawless. It was so much better than Spotify's integration with Sonos, than anything's integration with DTS Play. It was as seamless as just pressing cast. I never, for the for years... I couldn't figure out why anybody ever even opened the Sonos app other than just adding their speakers to their system. I didn't even need the Sonos app anymore. I would just open up the Google Play Music app and I'd go zone, 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 volume sliders, cast. One button to cast it. It's so stupid the way it works in the Spotify app. You have to like, you have to like create different like groups in the or oh, this is with DTS Play actually I haven't I don't know if I've tried the Sonos one anyway it's not as seamless I need Google and Sonos to bury the hatchet which I've given up ever happening but I need them to bury the hatchet and just bring back the Google Play Music Sonos casting experience because it was the best I I liked Google Play Music a lot I hate YouTube. I'm not trying to like bandwagon, but yeah, it's worse. YouTube music is way worse. Um, but yeah, it's not worth another entire subscription to me to get Spotify. And there's no way I'm not going to have YouTube premium because I watch a pretty considerable amount of YouTube and I don't want to watch ads. So yeah, YouTube premium it is for me. Yeah. Also the family plan for uh, for Google, uh, Google Play Music, uh, for YouTube music. Which is stupid branding. Stupid. So what does music have to do with YouTube? Nothing. So yeah, there are music videos on YouTube. I get it, but... Oh, ugh, Conrad just said... Okay, YouTube music sucks because if you shuffle a playlist, it shuffles the exact same way every time. It's true. I know. Why? I Who know. wants that? I no know. one wants that. I know. I, I, can't, I can't imagine a single person is like, I'm going to enable this thing that should make things random. But if it changes... I'm upset. There's no way that person exists. Like, well, come on. I mean, nope. Okay. I mean, yeah, they probably do. You like that but about it. there's no way they're not outnumbered by everyone else who would want it to actually be random. That's fair. Oh, it's so annoying. I, I have that problem literally right now. <laughs> and I, I actually like tested it a bunch of times. because so like, there's no way that's how it actually works. So I, I made a really, really short playlist. Of I think it was like four songs or something just to like check and yeah it does the same order <laughs> like what come on yeah I I just want Google Play Music back that's all I want yeah you know what else I want to talk about our sponsors thanks to FreshBooks for sponsoring today's show FreshBooks is an easy to use accounting software that helps you do your business. It's built for freelancers and small business owners who don't have time to waste on invoicing, accounting, and payment processing. You can impress clients with professional-looking invoices that detail the work you've done, and they can save you up to 11 hours a week by streamlining and automating pesky admin tasks like time tracking, following up on invoices, and expense tracking with the features like digital bills and receipt scanner. With their intuitive dashboard and reports, it's easy to see at a glance exactly where your business stands, and it's even easier to turn everything over to your accountant come tax season. Over 24 million people have used FreshBooks, and they have an award-winning support team, so you're never alone. 
So save yourself 11 hours a week and try FreshBooks free for 30 days, no credit card required at freshbooks.com slash WAN. Someone said, there's heaps of people like that. They work on USB specs and naming. <laughs> no, because it's not exactly the same. Those guys do shuffle it every time. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Like, I, I don't know. At this point, I think Microsoft is just taking with Xbox naming. Like, I... That's pretty clear to me. They're they are they're absolutely memeing on us. But I do actually believe that the USB promoter group just unironically has no idea why it's so bad. <laughs> There's no other explanation at this point. Uh, the show is also brought to you by Vulture. Vulture provides high-performance cloud servers, bare metal storage, and managed Kubernetes at a fraction of the cost of big tech. You can deploy instances with your preferred OS through 12 pre-selected operating systems, and there's the ability to bring your own ISO. Their networking features are optimized for multi-cloud deployments thanks to VPC peering and Direct Connect. And with 25 server locations worldwide, you can spin up low-latency infrastructure for your users wherever they are. With Vulture Talon Cloud GPU, you can deploy fractions of NVIDIA A100s, because they're expensive to buy a whole one, to affordably handle even the most advanced workloads. So right now, you can get an exclusive 30-day $150 code for new signups. Just go to getvulture.com slash WAN. That's getvultr.com slash WAN. Also, the show is brought to you by Secret Lab. Secret Lab chairs are designed to keep you comfortable for those long nights of work and play. Or if you're on the WAN show, it's kind of a little bit of both. That's right. Ooh, there they are. Hey. The Titan Evo 2022 series offers four-way lumbar support. Thanks, Vanna. Comes with a magnetic memory foam head pillow and is offered in different upholsteries like hybrid leatherette, soft weave fabric, and Nappa leather. Best of all, a five-year extended warranty is included along with a 49-day return policy so you're covered if anything goes wrong. Save up to $250 on select Secret Lab chairs during their Black Friday pricing sale at the link down below. Oh, cool. Yeah, you guys are going to want to check that out. Big savings. Sick. Sick! In other sponsorship news, we yeah, sponsored... Okay, okay. To be clear, it's not actually unheard of for us to sponsor other YouTubers. We've sponsored UFD Tech. UFD Tech, I know about that. Yeah, yep. he did that like cannonball run thing. I think he's done we, a few things. Sponsored that. Yeah, yeah, we've done... Yeah. I mean, Great it's guy. it's usually when he's doing something that's like, you know, helping raise funds or like... Yeah. Yeah, we, so we like to yeah. we like to chip into that kind of thing. Brett's yeah. been an amazing supporter for us uh, over the years. Yeah, so we're happy to happy to give something back. Um, of course, we've also worked with Quinn from Snazzy Labs. Yep, but no offense to Brett or Quinn, uh, this will be by far the biggest sponsorship that we have ever done. Okay, so I won't give too many details. Not going to give too many details. I will say that we wrote a fairly substantial check, um, more than we've ever written for a sponsorship before. I will say that it is for the screwdriver. So Logan Paul, it's a. You're gonna you're gonna make a blonde cap. I guess I'm wrong. I tried. I shot my shot. Okay. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> so it's for the screwdriver, which as you guys probably know, we just launched in four variants, all black, including a black shaft, all black with a silver shaft, uh, black and orange with a black shaft and black and orange with a silver shaft. All four variants are still available. Um, and that is pretty much all I'm going to say about it. 
Other than that, we oh. sponsored this person to build a PC hmm. with our screwdriver, obviously. And Is I want to let people guess. Is there a theme to the guess. PC at all? Um, if I told you the theme, you'd know who it was. Okay. Here, I can, I can, I'll tell you the theme. I'll tell you the theme. Actually, here's what we're going to do. Let's play a little game. Okay. Luke is going to guess five YouTubers. Like verbally? Yeah. Okay. After each one that Luke guesses, I will give some kind of hint. Might be helpful, might be not that helpful, but I will respond in some way okay. to help guide Luke's guesses. Then we're going to put all five of Luke's guesses in a poll so that you guys can say who you think it is. And this is a tech a tech YouTuber. Uh, right? Well, I don't know. You could you could guess someone, and then that, maybe that would be something that I would tell you as a as a hint. Okay, Marquez. Marquez. Or, or MKBHD. More specifically, he's hiring on more people. I should refer to the brand. That, that's actually yeah. That's a, that's a that's a good way of thinking about it. Okay, let me come up with something that I could help to uh, help to uh, guide you. Help, some some way that I could guide you. Um, this person doesn't normally build computers. Marquez doesn't normally build computers. Um, okay. Well, yeah, but you can... that, that does that does help though. That yeah, does help. exactly. Um, Jerry rig everything. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll give there's you. Some, there's been some collaboration there before. I'll give you something else. This person is male. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So you're okay. So you're giving me something about that person that is accurate. So. I might be able to get a country confirmation. So I'm going to say Tom Scott. This was suggested by Flowplane Chat, but I think it's good. Tom Scott. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this person has been making videos for over five years. Okay. 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 Darn it. I wanted the country. Good one, though. <laughs> I respect it. Um, oh, darn. Um for those guessing Mark Rober, uh, no, but we are working with Mark Rober. So that's, that's going to be a fun that's one. That's cool. That's cool. Um, interesting. It could be. I'm kind of like, I'm like already out. Um, but there's there's some good suggestions. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of different suggestions. So I think I'm going to go with, with one of them. Uh, where did it go? Adam Savage? Adam Savage. He's been making YouTube. Okay, so by based on his face, that was wrong. Uh, <laughs> but, no, 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 no. I had already, but, I had already read it in the chat. I'm just, I'm okay, just interacting. Yeah. I'm being an active listener. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I'm really trying to think of is like what I can yeah, say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this person, I would say, is pretty physically adept. Brings me back to Marquez. Um, hmm. No, it's not Dennis. I would never sponsor Dennis. I'm on, too guys. angry with Dennis. I need help. I will be fighting Dennis, literally. When is that happening, by the way? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> not sure. I'll be ready no matter what, though. I want to, like, showcast it. I'm not something. even worried. Um... Oh guys, I think earlier he let it he let it slip that it was a tech it was someone in tech. 
Oh, that could be it. That's interesting. Is he, though? I don't know. I don't watch a lot of... Oh. Come on, Luke. Hacksmith? All right, that's your five. Yeah. So let's go ahead. I put those in the dock. I don't know how the polling system works. Do you mind turning that? Oh, on you poll? want those in a poll? Yeah. So we're gonna let you guys. We're gonna let you guys guess. It's really easy. By the way. it's like. Actually, okay. So do we want to? Do we want to add any more? Because there are some that people suggested a lot. Sure. Okay. I saw unbox therapy in there a lot of times. Yep. Um. I saw electro. Mister, Boot. who's the boss? Mister, uh, who's the boss okay is the... so we'll, we'll we'll add a few more for you guys we'll add a few more for you guys that actually do meet the criteria like obviously gamers nexus like not gonna not gonna be it like they do build computers yeah sort of actually do they build so computers build... not really they build test benches anyway that's a computer yeah sure sure that's a computer um all right yeah sure let's uh let's go with let's go with that uh, no, DIY Perks builds computers all the time. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. That's like DIY Perks' thing DIY is he builds Perks, weird computers. I Every single time I watch a video by him, yeah. I'm like, this is this has got to be the end. There's no way he thinks of something I know. more crazy than this. That and then wild. every single time, he releases another video. And I'm like, how do you do this? He released one on a lens recently that is just amazing. Yep. Like, he made his own. Oh, man. Just what a wild guy's wild. What a wild guy. Okay, so let's go. Let's go with that list. Here's what I'll say. The correct answer is in the list or not in the list. Can you do that? Uh, should I? Should I not? Let's see. Don't don't like. Let's have let's have let's have some fun with you guys. Don't don't like, you know. Oh, here's actually. Oh, here's a good one. Okay, now that I have this particular list, I think I'm comfortable saying, actually, I'm going to add this. Okay, there. You got all of those? Are we able to do a poll with that many options? Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, it's currently letting me. So. Okay, hold <laughs> we'll on one see. more. <laughs> okay. Okay, I saw the one suggested too. Yeah. Yep. Okay. We've got, we've got, I think, the main ones that people were suggesting. Yeah. And I think I, oh, wait, no, no, one more. Let's put this in there. Oh, very cool. Okay. The correct answer is in the list. Okay. I will say I will say that. Yeah. So guys, the poll's going up. Are you ready to post the poll? Yep. So I want to know who you guys think we sponsored to do a build with the LTT screwdriver. Just wanted to make sure we got the spelling or something right, but we did. It's posting now. Okay, here it comes. The options are in no particular order. Uh, or let's go with the order that, um, uh, sure, no particular order. Jerry Rig Everything, Adam Savage, I Justine, Slow Mo Guys, Smarter Every Day, Henry Cavill, MKBHD, Tom Scott, Hacksmith, Unbox Therapy. So, doom, 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 doom. I'm going to let you guys vote for a little bit. Why don't we talk through Ryzen 7000? The big news this week, obviously, in the tech space is Ryzen 7000. AMD dropped 
absolute knowledge bomb after knowledge bomb about their upcoming plans. Uh, the Ryzen 9 7950X is actually getting a price drop, or rather you could consider it a price correction compared to 5000 series. It's still 16 cores, 32 threads, but can hit a whopping 230 watts when needed and can turbo up to 5.7 gigahertz. 5.7, 80 megs of cache on board, and is rated to run with DDR5 5200 memory. However, AMD has already come out and said that their new Expo, Extended Profiles for Overclocking, ugh, DDR5 memory kits um, will be available, and the sweet spot for Ryzen 7000 is going to be 6,000 megatransfers per second. Um... Ooh, there's some discussion questions in here from whoever prepared this topic for us. The 7950X being $100 cheaper than last gen, could that mean that they're reserving the $800 slot for an X3D part? That is possible, although I wouldn't expect it to come anytime soon. The 7700X is $100 more than last gen, but that part came out over a year into the rollout, so that kind of makes sense. So it could be that the 7700X is actually the 5800X replacement. It's 8 core, 16 threads, maximum boost of 5.4 gigahertz. I love these boost clocks. Holy crap, are we ever getting close? Oh, yeah. I mean, AMD, um, Ryzen, it's not a bad thing. Um, but Ryzen generation after generation has been kind of an overclocking dud as far as like overclocking on an air cooler or an ambient water cooler, obviously the liquid nitrogen folks are doing what they do with it, right? But uh, for, for the mere mortals among us, it doesn't really overclock much, which is another way of saying that AMD has really optimized it to run at the maximum attainable speed for consumers out of the box. Yeah. Um, but they are getting like shockingly close to that six gigahertz barrier. That's which, just impressive. like other topics we've had today is boring but good <laughs> amd claims that the 7950x their top tier chip is 11 percent faster overall in gaming compared to the 12900k and that even the ryzen 5 7600x which is 300 dollars beats the 12900k in gaming while also costing a lot less how competitive will ryzen 7000 be with raptor lake asks our discussion question uh especially because Raptor Lake is rumored to be more expensive than Alder Lake 12th gen. Uh, ooh, wow. Canadian retailers listing 13th gen Intel Core processors with prices 15 to 19% higher than Alder Lake counterparts. With that said, I know from my experience in retail that sometimes what we would do is we would put in placeholder prices before we actually got formal pricing that was just definitely higher than what it would be. So that way we could have the listings up. We could prepare our pages and everything. No, almost nobody would actually order at those prices um, because, and the product's not even out yet. It's not shipping or anything. But what it would mean is that you could get everything prepared and you definitely wouldn't lose money if people ordered it early. So it could be that this is not actually that meaningful. Either way, it could be uh, it could mean that the competition between Raptor Lake and Ryzen 7000 is going to be a little tighter than uh, the initial rumors might have indicated. I'm I'm excited. What oh no, we forgot to type the... in Mr. Who's the Boss. Oh, yeah, well. that's my bad. Well, I guess we've ruled out uh, Mr. Who's the Boss. Sorry. <laughs> um, what do you think the sweet spot is? 
What do you think the 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 mover is going to be? Oh, I think it's absolutely going to be seventy seven hundred X. Yeah. At four hundred bucks for eight core, sixteen eight thread, five point four gigahertz boost, especially because like precision boost, whatever AMD calls it, their their boost technology is so good that I would actually expect this if you provide ample cooling to exceed that in some cases. Like I, I with a, just a tiny little bit of adjustment. I just don't see how you're going to get any kind of meaningful performance uplift in games going to a 7900X or 7950X. Of course, yep. I am totally excited to be proven wrong. I'd love to see, you know, massively multi-threaded games come and I'd love to see just like no absolutely like runaway frame rates. Um but I just I don't I don't foresee it happening at a time when the current generation consoles all have eight core CPUs. I just don't think it's realistic. Speaking of which, oh, well, the, the real ones. Sorry, Nintendo. Guess what I played a little bit recently and actually had some fun with guitar. Star Citizen. No way. Yeah. I would have actually thought guitar was more likely more than likely. that. Yeah. Yeah. It only had one extremely major bug that ruined everything. Only one. That's genuinely statistically not bad. <laughs> as far as Star Citizen has gone. Uh, hey, what happened to the pole? Can I find expired poles? Oh, did someone like close it? I don't see it anymore. Uh, you, we can find expired poles. There is a feature for that. Uh, okay. Um, can you, you do it if I, I just share your screen? Because I want to see. Take, the... It's going to take me a second. Oh. Okay. Huh? Yeah. Don't. Oh, okay. don't yeah, for don't sure. Do that. Yeah, for sure. Won't do that. Uh, all right. Cool. So we'll have a look at the poll results. Uh, AM5 motherboards, the high-end X670 and X670E will be available at launch, while B650E and B650 will arrive in October. Hmm, this is a good question. It's not going to come down to just performance. If Ryzen 7000 and Raptor Lake trade blows, but AMD has committed to support... AM5 through at least 2025, which is better than Intel typically does. Why would anyone choose Intel? It's a good question. I would really like to see Intel stick to their sockets for a little bit longer. To be clear, AMD's track record here, not perfect. I personally, personally invested much money into their uh, STRX40 platform, which they said was going to get future Threadripper processors, which as of yet have not materialized. Zen 4 is launching on AM5, and I don't even have a Zen 3 option for my editing stations yet. Paid for many of those. So let's be clear. AMD's track record, not perfect. We got one generation of chips. That was it. Um, but they are saying that they're going to go till 2025 and Intel typically does only two cycles. So 13th gen is going to be the end of LGA 1700 theoretically, which will support 12th and 13th gen, which has been a strong argument against Ryzen 5000 right now because the 12th gen platform has had some room to grow while to, our, to my knowledge, they still haven't confirmed any kind of Zen 4 anything for socket AM4, although I think they acknowledge that it could be a possibility. Uh, AMP323, yes, 5000 Threadripper Pro is out now. It doesn't fit in an STRX40 socket. Fat lot of good that does me. I didn't want Threadripper Pro. I wanted Threadripper for my STRX40 socket. I'm um, whatever, by the way. 
Right, so so in the current battle, 12th gen versus Ryzen 5000, 12th gen is the smart play. All other things being equal, wouldn't you rather have an upgrade path? If AM4 is dead end, so the same thing's going to happen again, where Raptor Lake is going to be the end of LGA 1700, probably, if if Intel's pattern is anything to go on, while AM5 could have one, two, maybe, maybe three upgrades still. Ooh. Now, that's not to say that you'll get the absolute most out of those future chips on this older platform motherboard, but that's another thing AMD has done a pretty darn good job of, is maintaining that performance across multiple platforms. Okay, you got it? Yep. Let's have a look at the results. I can't see them. Oh. All right. Leading it's, the pack. It's actually surprisingly wow, flat. Actually. No one has more than 15%, and it's Henry Cavill. Cavill? Cavill. Cavill. 14%. Okay, Henry Cavill at 14%. But like Adam Savage is 1% behind. J Rig everything is 1% behind him. Yeah. Tied with Smarter every day. Like it's 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 very close. I guess what you guys are trying to say is that there's a lot of potential collabs out there that you think make a lot of sense. There's there's a collab that is trying to happen right now. Um oh? that I don't I I have I've tabled it to James. You don't mean Project Farm, right? Nope. Okay. Someone, uh, someone reached out to me. I've tabled it to James. Project Farm's review of the screwdriver, by the way, going up Sunday, apparently. I'm stressed, but I'm excited. Okay, what's this other collab? Hit me. Uh, do you want to know who it is? Sure, yeah. What if you decide not to do it? Would that uh, be weird? I, I don't know. There's a thousand reasons that a collab might not work out. So given that I'm not committed to it in any way at all, okay. then I guess you can go ahead and tell me. Okay. Despite... Um, Despite me reaching out before and getting ghosted, I have now been reached out by Glarses, uh, who is, as, as much as I'm salty about that, a fantastic YouTuber who makes fantastic content um, about keyboards. And he wants to make, with you, he wants to come out here, a socks and sandals keyboard. What the heck is a socks and sandals keyboard? I don't know, but the ingenuity of this man is high. And I expect great things. He's made a triple keyboard before, yeah. which is literally just three keyboards beside each other. He made a custom 400% keyboard, which is not actually like additional keys, which you might think. It's just extremely, extremely large. He's done many, many amazing things. Um, and I think it could be really funny. All right. You know what? I'm down. But yeah, that's a, that's a potential collab. I'm down. Yep. Cool. All right. Yeah. All right, I'm into it. I don't know what form it'll take or when it'll happen, but I'm, I'm interested in it. I kind of want to troll him. I mean, I still and owe I have Spiffing a Brit a T-powered computer, so you clearly I'm a little do. behind yes. on collabs right now. But yep. yes. Yeah. All right, chat's pretty into it. I will say, as much as you, you do need to do that T-powered computer, I think this one's a little easier. I think he's going to fly here with the things that you need, and then you just like build it with him. Oh, wow. That's really easy. Hashtag lie. I I think that's what's going on. I'll have to I'll have to follow up again to figure out more details. But yeah. Okay. There was one last thing for Ryzen uh, seven thousand, by the way. PCIe Gen five and ah, PCIe yeah. 5.0 SSDs will come to market in October. I think that we've kind of reached the practical limit of um, PCIe SSD speeds mattering for consumers for the next few years. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But that's good. Especially because there are other bottlenecks that are going to be concerns long before that kind of massive sequential throughput is going to be a problem. Still good, though. 
Oh, is my bleep not working? You want you want that level of component to be ahead. That's fair. That's fair because new hardware will come and you want your your old platform to be ready for it. Yep. I mean, there's nothing more frustrating than going back to an old system, you know, like uh I don't know, let's say Intel 2000, 3000 series and going, yeah, this is still totally fast enough for what I need to Oh my god, it has like two USB 3 ports. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Oh, good. Gigabit Ethernet is what we're going to think about anything older than like a couple of years ago. Yep. Like, really? Gigabit? I'm trying to transfer a freaking file here. Yeah. Come on. For real, though. Like, For real? Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Do we want to talk about this Intel Arc thing? <sighs> oh, wait. Um, Luke, do you want to guess which one you think it is? I'm not going to I'm not going to say it publicly. I'm going to oh. wait for you guys to find out. It was on the list, but uh, do you want to guess? Um. You can just point your mouse pointer at it, and I'll say yes or no. Originally, it was this. Yeah, okay. That was my first one. By the end of it, I was thinking this. Before chat voted. It's Before neither. chat voted. Okay. It's neither. Yeah, I won't react. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that'll be that'll be interesting. Yeah, that. Uh, I have, yeah, I have I have things to say about that regarding my guess, but I will say nothing for now. I'll wait till after the show. Yeah, yeah, there are definitely um, things that you might say. Yeah. Okay, Intel says Arc is as good or better than Nvidia at ray tracing. Okay, so here's the thing about ray tracing, is that it only really matters if your rasterization performance is also good. We've seen GPUs that just, you know, had ray tracing hardware on them, but simply weren't powerful enough for that to matter because you weren't going to be gaming at a reasonable level of visual fidelity anyway. So Tom Peterson told PC Gamer the RTU or ray tracing unit that we have is particularly well suited for delivering real ray tracing performance. And you'll see that when you do ray tracing on comparisons with an RTX 3060 versus an A750 or A7700. We should fare very, very well. The Intel Graphics YouTube channel released a ray tracing technology deep dive yesterday where they showed some actual software, everything from benchmarks to real games running on their ARC hardware. So let's go ahead and skip to some of the timestamps that matter. Actually, Luke, do you want to give me some timestamps here? Uh, at 18 seconds, there's Ghostwire Tokyo running on an A770 with ray tracing. Here we go. Wow, thank you, YouTube compression. This looks like absolute horse <laughs> so that's cool. <laughs> One of the problems with any visual stuff on YouTube. Yeah, what am I even, what am I even running at here? Oh, cool, auto 360p, because I'm not on a 10 gigabit internet connection. I had a Twitch clip. I don't really watch Twitch, but it was a clip. I had a Twitch clip that was shared to me the other day, and I was like, wow, this looks horrible. I figured out it had auto to 144. And I was like, that's... I'm amazed. Tell that... me you don't care about VOD and the VOD experience <laughs> yeah. without telling me you don't care about the VOD experience. Yeah. Um... At, at 1046, it shows 3D Mark DirectX ray tracing featured uh, test on the A770 versus A3060. At 1445, it shows an Intel Spheres demo. There's there's some there's some cool stuff. Um, yeah, so you can check that out. But here's our discussion question, and this is sort of a big one. If this card were released today, 
okay, amidst the the pricing apocalypse in the GPU market, right? Yeah. So let's let's head over to Newegg. If these cards were released today, with all the 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 warts that they have, like I mean, even aside from the issues that Intel has acknowledged with things like DirectX nine performance, right? Um, we've encountered other problems like emulators. Just these are small community projects. They don't have giant teams of developers. They don't have billion dollar companies behind them, right? My experience running uh, emulators on Intel graphics hardware has been has been awful. And emulation is is a huge part of why PC gaming, uh, you know, why a device like the Steam Deck is so great because you can play literally every game ever. Not literally, but you guys understand what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. So knowing that there are going to be caveats in a world where an RTX 3060 is slashed all the way down to 380 bucks brand new. Okay, that was the lowest one that I saw. We're gonna head over to eBay. Okay, these are remember, these are current gen cards. We're not even talking last gen cards that can achieve equivalent-ish performance. So let's have a look at our sold. Uh, no, not condition. Come on, come on. Sold items. Yeah, here we go. Where, why are people paying like new pricing for, oh, that's a TI. Okay. Here's a 3060 for $308. Uh, here's a 3060 for $250. 300 bucks, 300 bucks, 290. So these are going for as little as 250 to just, just around $300 at this point. Um, what price would Intel need to come in at for you to consider an Arc Alchemist GPU? What would it take? Like, unless it's okay. No, I'm, I'm gonna let you go first. Think... Actually, oh, we should pull again. Let's 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 pull. Okay. So I want to see like two hundred to two fifty, two fifty to three hundred, three hundred to three fifty. Because I don't think anything above that is reasonable. I mean, you can put in three fifty to four hundred. I guess we might as well just have it there, right? Okay, I'm working on the poll. Okay, Luke's working on the poll. Uh, well, maybe I should. I wish I. Okay, do I? Am I just an idiot and I can't find the poll tool? Like I don't see how to do it. I think so. Okay, where's the button? Smart it's guy. really straight. Oh, it's not in the chat window. That's why you can't find it. Ah, yeah. It's just to the just barely to the bottom right of the player. Well, there it is. Look at that. Yeah. And you just make a pull like and that. And now that you know that, when okay. the player when the new player launches, yeah. it's probably gonna move. Cool. So And the new player's launching like imminently pretty, pretty darn yeah, soon. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Thanks, Luke. That's really helpful. Yeah, no worries. Okay, I wanna hear what I wanna hear what you say. The the uh what's what what's your reasonable yeah, price range? Yeah, what's the what's the arc arc alchemist price range for the cuz remember this is so we're talking A770, okay? A770 that's the that's the one that they're positioning against the 3060. What's the price range that would get you to buy? Yeah. What's the maximum price range that you would buy at? I think you're overthinking it. <laughs> There was too many characters in the title. I had to redo it. <laughs> uh, I see. What's your price? <laughs> Choose your price, Denis. I for me, this victory. It's like it's tough because at different times I would have said different things. Because right now I use my computer for work a mm -hmm. lot, so there isn't one. 
Sure. You know what I mean? I'm not willing. I need something very stable. Got it. Okay. Because if I if I if I can't get my computer working, no, I'm gonna flip this around on I'm you. Cheese. I'm not gonna let. Uh, no, I'm not gonna let you hide behind the. It's no, for no, no, work. No, no, so I'm no, cop no, no, out. Wait. Cop wait, out. Wait, wait, wait. I'm oh. not done. All I'm right. Not done. Okay. All right. At other times, in I thought I was life, gonna cop out. I was. I that looked can, like a cop. out. I can understand. It looked and it smelled like a cop out for sure. I would also say though, at other times in my life, I really like this type of stuff. Oh, so you would just get the newcomer just to like... Very likely. Try I would want to see what's going on. I would want to try the different emulators, see which ones broke, figure out why, see what those emulators were doing about it, figure out what the problems were, sure. try different games. That would be very exciting and enticing for me. Okay. So I'd probably say the 300 to 350 range because I wouldn't want it to be more expensive. Sure. But That's I would fair. be willing to take the risk, if that makes sense. All right. Here is... I'm going to throw one more scenario at you, though. What if it was today and you okay. were you now, Okay. but it wasn't for work? This is purely for a gaming rig because, and before you answer, I want you to consider the challenge that we had, um, that we undertook recently where we switched to daily driving Linux. I, I wanted to do this with these cards. So the social, I think I mentioned that. the social aspect yeah. of gaming yeah. is like a huge part of it and that was a big part of what i felt like you and i both missed out on during a, the linux challenge that was a struggle is that even though it run was able we were able to get a lot of games running sometimes with a fair bit of work if you can't play what everyone else is playing it doesn't matter how well it performs it just doesn't matter because you are not able to have that social experience Conrad said if it's cheaper than $600 I'm not buying it I don't buy anything that's not expensive because it makes me feel because it makes me oh, feel oh shut up Conrad worse. you're just trolling you're trolling he wears Yeezys um, <laughs> I don't know if that's serious or not well at any rate um, he's, he's kind of a baller here's the here's the poll results oh sorry Here's the poll results. <laughs> okay, I think he's joking. The winning, <laughs> the winning result is two hundred to two hundred and fifty bucks over on Floatplane. Yeah, because everyone uh, wants it to be as cheap as possible. Getting forty six percent of the vote. Um, although a massive thirty six percent of you are saying two fifty to three hundred is also fine, with thirteen percent of you saying three hundred to three hundred fifty. So actually, you're in the you're in the thirteen percent, Luke. Yeah. Who are saying like, yeah, it, it just needs to be competitive. It doesn't actually need. I to be I find cheaper. it very interesting. I think it would also change depending on what card I currently have. Mm -hmm. If I had a card that was, you know, it could still do it with yeah. modern games, then I just wouldn't get rid of my current card right away. Right, because then you could always bail. Yeah, um, but if I had a card that was like it died or something, I might be less willing. Yeah, like you, uh, it would depend on my life stage because there were definitely times in my life that I didn't have enough capital to like have totally. a spare GPU. Yeah, like I would immediately be flipping that. You'd have to flip, to be flip, able flip. to afford the next one, one hundred percent. Yeah, so it, like it depends on a lot of things, but there's definitely price ranges and scenarios here where I'm down one hundred percent. I'm very intrigued by these GPUs. I I uh, I think I even mentioned like us doing a challenge where we have to run it when it was announced or something like that. It was a long time ago. I don't remember if I did or not. Um, but I, it's very interesting to me. I, I've always really wanted Intel to succeed with this because I want another player in the space. 
Uh, Luke can confirm that I didn't change the formatting of the what? person that I pointed to who was the person that was sponsored. What? No. All I did was move the cursor next to it. Yeah. Uh, the formatting is different for different people because just the document is, oh, and I just didn't bother changing them. I mean, it's them. just different for the top one because yeah. it was the first one that was typed in, so it still had the like header. Yeah. Yeah. No, so don't read too much into it, guys. didn't change it. Um, all right, let's go ahead and... Uh, where's our food at? And he didn't point at it by like changing the font. That's extremely unnecessary. If you've ever used Google Docs before, he just put his cursor there. <laughs> uh, for the food, I think he went. He went home for a bit. I looked on the map. He was in the, he's he's almost here. Okay. After cool. I messaged him saying hello, are you coming? I saw his car turn around and start going back towards us. So, uh, you know, it might be cold nanos with the lads, but we'll find out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, cold chicken and how, warm coleslaw. I was going to say, how long has it been? Because, like, cooked chicken... Yeah, it's been long enough that Uber Eats is like, we're so sorry. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, know. right, but, like, is it is it, like, okay? Because it's cooked chicken. Yeah, it has not been that long. Okay. I um, mean, it's only, like, two hours. Do I get, like, a partial, like, refund? Or, like, how does this work? I do believe so. It's been a very, very long time. Um, okay, cool. Like an hour and a half yeah. or something. For those of you who haven't got any merch messages in yet, we are going to be responding to the, the curated cool. ones from Bell um, in a little bit. We're just, we're waiting for our food. So we wanted to get through all our topics. I just thought the food was going to be here a little sooner. We're getting some chicken. Cool, cool um, pandas with the lads. I like it a lot. Hey, you know what's cool? Yeah. I get to cover a controversy that's not my own for a change. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. We did it. Uh, D Brand is oh. facing backlash after oh. posting a production update for their Steam Deck accessory kit, Project Kill Switch. Uh, the notes cool were name. prepared by Riley, so if there's anything wrong in here, then I blame Riley. On Thursday, Dbrand posted an update, Source 2. Uh, original update from Dbrand. Here we go. And this is in r slash Steam Deck. It'll load eventually. I promise. We actually do have fast internet here because we care about people's productivity and mental well-being. Man, loading just bothers me so much more now than it used to. Uh, <laughs> the social team posted an amazing meme that was like, ah, my game is taking an hour to download. And then like the like, uh, yes, I will listen to this MP3 after a night of restful slumber. Like, I, I just my mentality <laughs> no, was good. has totally changed about it. I thought that was hilarious. It still doesn't bug me that much. I like having fast internet, but like, I'm not, I'm not willing to to fork out the funds for gigabit right now. So they posted this update, talking about the release date, talking about some different stoofs, uh, how the reservation was going to work, uh, some different scenarios, and kind of some stuff like that. Price elasticity of demand, percentage of customers willing to pay at price. I don't even know what any of that is. So cool. Anyway, they posted an update. Um, they said that they would launch September 28th in the form of an essential kit at $59.95 and a travel kit at $74.95. Well, the, the, the update number four says December or September 25th. Well, sure. Users immediately noticed the absence of any mention of the tempered glass screen protector, which many thought would be bundled with every other component in one kit, since it was listed along with the other components on dbrand's website, Source 3, which I won't bother clicking right now. This led to anger that dbrand was ripping people off by removing an item from the bundle after promising it would be included. Some users criticized dbrand for charging extra for basic components. 
In an official response posted under an hour ago, dbrand explains that they initially announced Project Killswitch as an umbrella term to encompass their suite of Steam Deck accessories. In fairness, I did not know that. I thought it was just the case. So I apparently was not even um, among their audience one of the two camps in terms of how they interpreted that. Camp A assumed all six items would be included as a single product purchased at one MSRP, so case, kickstand, travel cover, skin for the case, screen protector, and stick grips, while Camp B assumed do you wanna, do you see it? all Here's... six items were standalone products. Here's the source. Okay, got it. Complicating things is the fact that the screen protector launched six months ago and was purchased by, uh, dbrand says, the majority of Killswitch reservation holders who paid a $3 reservation fee, which was subtracted at the, from the price of purchase. The way dbrand sees it, including everything in one bundle, what Camp A wants, would saddle 68% of reservation holders with a duplicate product. So they split it into two kits and keep the screen protector as a standalone purchase. However... There's also the fact that prior to update number four, dbrand reservation holders received an email with a survey asking what price they'd be willing to pay for a kit. dbrand included this data at the bottom of the Reddit post. Okay, that's what we were looking at. So users are accusing dbrand of making this decision after finding out that they could make more money by splitting the products up in this way. Huh. Okay. Um... Is there like a pre-order an image of the pre-order page well it wasn't really a pre-order so people couldn't have purchased it yet. they hadn't announced pricing so no one put their money down um yeah i mean hmm. so does it matter i don't know i don't really get it the okay so the original picture the uh the um let's see not the update number four, mm -hmm. not that, but the picture. Screenshot of kill switch listing tempered glass as a component. This I could definitely see being interpreted in, in different ways. Um, because this says, pro can I zoom in? Yeah. So there's a project components thing at the bottom. I'll make this really big and then share my screen so that people can see what I'm talking about. So this is at the bottom. Project components, impact resistant grip case, magnetic kickstand, skins, tempered glass, travel cover, stick grips. Um, but it doesn't like, it doesn't like say, like, I don't know, it, it could be a line of products. It could be one package of products. It doesn't say any of that. I don't know. Yeah, I... Um, also, there's no pricing. So what does it even matter if it's included or not? If they made the tempered glass thing, you can just buy it, right? You can buy it now. I yeah, believe, so yeah. I don't get it. If they never announced the pricing, what does it actually change? So just add one of the bundles to your cart and then also add the tempered glass to your cart. Okay. People, including I, put $3 down for Project Kill Switch. What does that even mean? Well, that's that's to like reserve like basically it's to indicate interest in a way that dbrand can actually kind of count on like i i wish that when we had taken screwdriver or backpack interest levels that we had taken like some token amount of money because it's a much uh it's a much that, larger commitment do you make that refundable uh so the way it works is when you place your order it's included or something like that and it's a fairly negligible amount like it's three bucks so i think for them they saw that as justifiable 
Um, now that we've done things the way that we've done them, I don't know that we'll change it just because it's kind of working for us and everyone has their own way of doing things, but it's definitely something that I'd want to reevaluate next time we have like a sign up for notification. Um, you know, do we want to take some kind of deposit? Do we not want to take a deposit? We had a lot of people say we should have taken a deposit kind of like uh, Valve's done with the Steam Deck. Um, okay. yeah, so I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll think about it. Um, I don't know for me. The most interesting part of all of this is the way that dbrand can pivot between being antagonistic towards their customers and the absolute uh, royal crown, crown king and queen of, of trolling the entire world and being like meticulous and professional in their communication, um, but all without not being them. This is probably the funniest line in this whole response. Uh, re replying to this Reddit post, can you attach the travel cover when the deck doesn't have the kill switch case on? Does the deck fit in the valve supplied case with the travel cover on? By their understanding, the travel cover is a truly standalone component usable without a case. At least 12 other users seem to agree with their understanding. At no point did we suggest this was a possibility. This user is simply mistaken. While it is fair to hold us to a higher standard of customer, uh, consumer education on interoperability, the reality is that we have almost 11 years of data to support the notion that this type of misunderstanding is unavoidable at scale. They just basically called people idiots, but in the most professional way that I think I have ever seen. I think they're, I mean, this is the first time I've seen any of this stuff, but there, yeah, there's no reason to me why. Oh, no. I don't know. Uh, yeah Doesn't i don't it even know. say it's a magnetic kickstand i don't know i don't get it i don't know i'm over it i'm over it if you don't if you can't refund it's a pre-order don't go back on your word yeah that makes sense to me all right um yeah i mean i guess if people didn't know what they were buying then dbrand's biggest sin here is just not, not figuring out the plan clearly. it is very unclear i will say that much sure. when you go to the project page it says project could like we're doing this project we're we're looking for interest whatever reserve yours for three dollars the project includes all of these things my base assumption would that would be that it i'm buying this thing that costs this much or not that costs as much i actually have no idea how much it costs so there's no way in hell i would ever do this because <laughs> why would i reserve something that i have no idea what the price for it is um but yeah i mean that's that's up that's other that's other people's thing you can do whatever you want but i would assume that it's one package that has all of this but again if it's all possible for sale and they didn't say how much it cost yeah then who cares i don't know i don't really get it i don't think this matters but i also just learned about it now and don't really understand everything that's going on so sounds good <laughs> Uh, Trostaft asks, I wish Floatplane took up more of the screen when not full screened. Thankfully, picture in picture is there. The new player, is it going to have like a theater mode style thing? Player has a theater mode. Cool. Coming very soon. Coming the, soon. The mythical new player. Um, all right. The chick oh, the chicken's here. The chicken's here. We got some chicken. That means I think it's time to do some merch messages and uh, go off the rails a little bit here. So here, we're trying something new this week. Uh, we've had some people saying they don't like merch messages 
like clogging up the the tech discussion. So we're doing all the tech discussion front loaded. So if you don't like you know the Q and A stuff and all that good goodness, then um, see you later. Yeah. And we're hungry, so we're gonna have some dinner. Hey, thanks, Bell. Thank you. you rock, man. Um, you didn't by any chance uh, happen to get your hands on like a a thingamahickey for putting in the thing, did you? A thingamahickey. Uh, what a guy! What a guy! He's got the forks. He's got the sauce. What's the sauce for? You don't like shake it. You just mix it with the with the fork. Well, I don't know. I I told you I've never had Nando's before. I don't know what the sauce is for. That is, is some cold? that is some lukewarm chicken. Oh boy, that is lukewarm AF. Is, we both get one of these. I thought we got yeah. different things. I don't know. No, we both we both ordered the same thing. That's why I was no, trolling you. No, but like the what do you call it? The base, the base. Oh, the 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 yeah, the basting. Okay, so that's just for the chicken. So I, I got guess. This, is, this is whatever goes on the salad. Yeah, I don't on the salad. I think there's a or salad? whatever. I don't know what this is. I don't even know what's happening. Ah! I don't even know what's happening. Wait, did did this order literally take an hour and a half to arrive and didn't come didn't with forks? Didn't come with forks. Wow, this is this is amazing. All right, bon appetit, everyone. Do you have to like um, say that you need forks? Bell, while you get settled in, I'm just gonna get a couple merch messages going here. Okay. Oh man, there's a lot of curated ones tonight. All right, cool. Uh, Caleb asks, "What's the longest road trip you've ever taken? Currently on a 10 hour drive. Thanks for the infotainment." I don't actually know which one is technically longer. Um, That's what she said. But I've, but I've road tripped to Winnipeg and I've road tripped to Arizona. I feel like Arizona's longer. I think Arizona's quite a bit farther. Pretty sure. I've never mapped it. Oh crap! And I Canada's just... big. Oh crap! I just threw rice all over myself. This is not good. Is it you? You mix it like that? That's what I've done before. Well, I don't. I don't like. No, I don't have. I haven't had this container. Hey, there's rice everywhere. If I get a bowl, I usually like shake it Thanks up. Thanks for nothing, it. Luke. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, the longest road trip I've ever been on. Should I try it now? Uh, I almost don't want to if it just sprayed everywhere. Was to Halifax. I was gonna do it with a fork. So I drove across oh, the that's country long. when I when I learned to drive. Um, <laughs> so the day I got my learner's permit. Right. So I was 16 years old. Exactly. The day I got my learner's permit, um, I took my knowledge test. That's it. It's purely a knowledge test. And I walked out to the parking lot all excited. And my mom was like, what the f are you doing? That's the passenger seat. You drive now. And I was like, okay, uh, this is a manual car. I you had no training on manual yet? No. <laughs> so she's like, well, no time like the present. So I drove out of like the I wouldn't call it a city, like it's Maple Ridge, like it's not, but I, I drove out of the ICBC licensing I mean, office kind of in now. Maple Ridge home. Um stick, <laughs> which was interesting. Then we packed and we left. Because my birthday is in the late summer and we needed to be back for school to start. So this was a trip. We were back for school and we left on either my birthday or the day after or something like that. Um, that was a long way. There's yeah. a lot of being in a car with two people. Yeah. Um, it was it was good, though. It was very memorable. It was one of the most memorable things I've done in my life. Definitely worth it. Cool. Next question here is from uh, NCC1702. Linus, your existential dread about LMG and your legacy has inspired me to change how I train people. 
that is irrelevant, but would you, would you ever have LTT themed L, uh, framework accessories, whether it's the shell or other parts of, or components? The training I, thing is kind of ominous. I wonder if that's a good thing or not. Well, I think it is a good thing. I think that, that we should always try to, it depends what the goal is, right? So if my goal is to build something that provides information to consumers long after I'm dead, then I should be preparing for me to be dead as soon as possible, right? But if my goal is to run a company, well, then obviously I don't really give two hoots about what happens to it when I'm dead because my goal is just to run a company, right? So, it, yeah, it, it, I don't know. There's a lot of people here that are younger than me. They will, they will outlive me. Um, you know, I don't know that the younger people than me, like the Jake Bellavances of the world, the Luke Lafreniere's of the world, I don't know that they'll still I be here. I don't think I'm going to outlive you. For that long? That's fair. <laughs> um, that's an inside joke. It is. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> We're not explaining that. One. The point is, I, I do think it matters. So my for my goal, it matters a lot. Um, as for your question, re-framework, uh, LTT branded framework accessories, any business decision has to be like, it is, starts with a Venn diagram. Like it's so, it's so simple. We learn it in grade two, grade three or whatever it is, but it's such an important life skill. Anytime I do anything, I basically start drawing a circle. Um, and I try to find, you know, what the, what the, what the necessary circles are that will land on the person who is interested in that in that service or that product or that piece of content. And I talk, honestly, even not this week, cause I was on vacation, but last week I probably had a Venn diagram conversation with two separate writers, whether it's pitching a video concept or whether it's, um, you know, during the script, a paragraph that they've written where I've gone, okay, this paragraph is relevant to people who are super into Linux, people who get this joke you've made and people who, um, you know, have been keeping up with the current events that, uh, this, this like news thing that you alluded to. So you've got these circles and you've got this tiny little intersection. You've got small circles with the tiny intersection and basically it doesn't land unless all of these stars align. You wrote this joke for yourself. Take yeah. it out. Yeah. You know, like those kinds of conversations, they're tough conversations, but it's a really important training exercise so that you don't just spin your wheels producing products or creating content that nobody actually wants to consume, right? Um, and so I feel like the LTT-themed framework accessories fall there. No offense to framework, love framework, love their mission, invested in the company, right? But their market share in the laptop space is, it's not a circle, it's a dot, you know? And so we need that dot to, out, to, to overlap with LTT uh, viewers, right? We need that. We need the subset of LTT viewers that will actually buy anything LTT branded that want to rep the brand. They have to actually have bought a framework laptop, right? So you got people interested in framework, people interested in LTT, people who actually bought a framework and people who are willing to buy something from LTT, you're asking for so many stars to align. I just don't think it's feasible. There's minimum order quantities, right? Like if it was some 3D printed thing that we could throw up on Thingiverse or something, or uh, I think Thingiverse ran afoul of like the creator community oh, or they? something. I, I don't know. I, don't quote me on that. But whatever the yeah. trendy, whatever the trendy place to 3D throw up 3D printing know. files, right? Um, 
Sure, sure. Yeah, that's fine. But if we're talking a mass mass production product where you have to make a thousand or five thousand or ten thousand of them, I just don't think it's feasible. There's also, I think, I think within the kind of whole idea of framework and things that we have promoted in the past, um, try to go to like a hobby space and laser cut your own vinyl. Yeah, sweet. I did it. My my laptop has a purple dbrand skin on it. And then someone, I was talking about wanting to do it, and then someone sent them to me better than I would have made, which was fantastic. Nice. And it's a, it's a haunter. It, it, there's eyes in the mouth, and it goes on the purple, and it looks like haunter, and it's amazing. Looks super cool, cool. Still there. Still holding up really well. Yeah, it's great. Uh, question for both of you. This is good, but it's a really wimpy amount of chicken. Yeah, you were talking about how there's going to be way too much chicken. But those are all fake photos. Yeah. Like, this is, like, nothing. There's, like, no chicken There's in actually here. very little chicken. Yeah. yeah. If anything, I'm disappointed in the amount of chicken. I need more dead bird. Nando's, reach out. We want the sponsorship. <laughs> Change our minds. Yeah. We'll make a whole segment or something. Question from Jay for the both of you. Do you have any games on your phone? Yes. What? I do. Orna. I've talked about it on the show before. It's a... Um, I, I don't know what to call the category. Map game, GPS game, whatever. But it's sure. like a Pokemon yep. Go. What I really like about it... Pokemon Go alike? Po yeah, sure. What I really like about it is... I, I think you know the story of Pokemon... My thing with Pokemon Go. It yeah. launched. I didn't look into it. I went on a hike because I wanted to get a Geodude. For sure. And there's no Pokemon on the mountain. Because yep. they want you to funnel into these Pokestops. Orna's not like that at all. Orna will actually detect like, Hey, there's a forest here. We're going to make it a forest biome. There will be more forest things. Uh, same thing for water, stuff like that. So it it has significantly more stuff built into it that encourages you to get out there and move around and right. and go on hikes and go off-road and do those types of things, which I think is very cool. So I've been enjoying it. It is a mobile game. There are some pay-to-make-your-gameplay-more-successful. I wouldn't necessarily say win. Uh, is there you, a win? You'll get more. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem you get more loot and stuff though so you could perform better with the amount of gameplay time that you invest which i kind of do see as a form of pay to win um but yeah orna's sweet i enjoy it it encourages me to go outside i have some games i, get, I oh i get quests all the time like go walk two thousand meters and i'm like cool um i have checkers free chess um it's oh just i a, also have chess it's a nice little time killer with the kids i have dress coloring um, sometimes the girls like to sit and play with my phone. Sure. Um, ba, 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 ba. I have Minecraft on here. Apparently I've never opened it. I don't know why that's on here. Mm. Yeah. I have Lee chess and chess.com. I don't know why I didn't think of those. I use those all the time. Text twist two. That's just like a, like a comfort food game. Um, Yvonne and I like to play together. I have retro arch on here. Unicorn color book glitter. <laughs> that's also for the girls. <laughs> And that's it. That's it for the games on my phone. I'm not really a big mobile gamer anymore. I used to play more mobile games back when they were just actually like simpler. In a way, they've kind of gotten yep. too complicated for me. Like I'm not going to sit down with the intention of playing a game for an hour on my phone. Like when it was like Happy Jump. Like, yeah, I'm on yeah, the, Flappy on the Bird. can. Stuff yeah, like, like Flappy that sort of Bird. Thing. That yeah. era of games was like, that was, that's all I wanted for sure. Um, yeah, agreed. Here's some uh, bell lore to give him some more time to eat. I love mobile games. I play a lot. 
but I oh. prefer the ones that you can just buy and be done. 100%. So without explaining, here's a bunch of ones you should check out. Hole Down, Down Well, Slay the Spire. Uh, Wait, Slay the Spire's on your phone now? Oh, I play it so much on the phone. It's perfect for the phone because you can just like click oh, it no. and it saves your spot and you can move on with your life and go back and keep oh, playing. Oh, no. So I have many hours in that. Uh, Loop Hero, also on the phone, also plays great on the phone. A Dark Room. Uh, the one I'm going to explain so they have more time, play down well. It's a, just go down the hole and try not to die. It'll cost you like five bucks, but it's great. Cool. Next question here from Bearded in the Face. Yep. Did your mini clip system super Brutus have to be more than minus 15 public schools? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it's been, it's been great. It's perfect. Next one here. You guys tweeted out a while ago. Uh, this question's from Brandon, by the way, that you're, you're looking for the next big thing. I shouldn't be. No, oh, chat saying you were. That's probably old. Classic so you probably chat. used to be. Classic chat. Always such pranksters. <laughs> uh, we tweeted out, what should we make next now that we have the backpack and screwdriver out? Is, was there anything that you read that you were like, actually, this is a good idea or something we should consider? There's definitely some good ideas that I saw. Um, I saw someone posted that we should do a glow-in-the-dark screwdriver. Um I messaged that to Nick, who said apparently it was already on the list, and then Yvonne said that she had suggested it at some point. So apparently it was already like oh, wow. on the you know random future ideas list. I'd say some of the most obvious ones are a smaller version of the backpack. Get a lot of people asking for that. Yeah, RGB screwdriver. Uh, that I don't think we have planned anytime soon. Smaller version of the backpack, though, uh, maybe costed down as well. Yeah, I think people might end up disappointed at how little it ends up affecting the cost because most of the cost is in the construction, not the raw materials. And the construction oh. is really complicated. It's it's a really complex bag to manufacture. That's a big part of why it costs so much. Um, I saw a really interesting post mm. breaking down how much we've made on Backpack and Screwdriver on Reddit. Um, no way that's accurate. It was not accurate. <laughs> Um, our costs, so I just want to make it really clear. Uh, it it expected or it estimated our costs at 25% of our retail price. That is not even close on either backpack or screwdriver. Our costs are substantially higher than that on both of them because materials, construction, logistics, they all cost a lot of money. More than you, obviously, more than you think. They're profitable. We're making money. It, like it's good. It's it's good business. Uh, but it's not. Uh, yeah, we're not making. What would that work out to? Like four hundred, four hundred points on them. That's that's not happening. Um, other stuff. I mean, yeah, we'd we'd love to do more variants of the screwdriver. There's um, an email from you that I need to respond to. I've been mulling it over. I think super no, like aggressively no. Oh wait, what did I say? Is this not? It was stream? about um, buying up a certain company. Buying a that company that is making a thing that I theoretically wanted at one point. Oh, we should just talk about it. No, we should not. Buy it. Uh, I I pitched to Luke. I was like, "Hey, we have officially launched more tools than the Colbar Hammer Company. <laughs> Maybe we should just offer to buy them." And finally, push it over the finish line. No, 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 no. For 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 a wide variety of reasons, I think no, 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 no. I'd love to hear more about your reasons. Um, it has taken this long. 
What do you think the state of the projects is? I don't know. If you buy the company, do you buy their debt? Mm. I don't know. Maybe. But do you make the coal bar hammer? And do you make that do debt you, back? Do you, Let's go! Do you want to make the coal bar hammer? <laughs> Would you be better off just sicking Kyle or whoever else on ice? It makes no sense. But let's say you even wanted to make a hammer. I think you'd be better off just having him design a hammer instead of just buying out this probably at this point in time, not even good design for a hammer. And like, it tries to do way too many things. If all you had it do was be able to break into a crowbar and also be a hammer and that was it and just limited the other stuff, he could probably make one that was way better. I have some bad news, Luke. What? Top message. Or I should call it top keckage. <laughs> from nick light oh. not gonna lie i thought about the coal bar idea a month or so ago i think it's hilarious and i'm down how many people are even gonna get the joke it doesn't it doesn't have to be a joke maybe we can actually make it good why would you want to make a ha what relevant okay backpack you want it. You backpack want it. i get it i didn't buy it for me <laughs> i have a hammer it's great it's a hunk of metal that goes up and then goes both directions. But is it also it a pry bar? And it's great. <laughs> and all the other yeah. crap it does? <laughs> Darn it! Ugh. I don't. I don't think most people are going to get the joke. It doesn't even have to be a joke. What if it's just good? I'd buy the cool bar hammer for my dad. Says Conrad. Heck yeah. We can all buy one if for we, our dads. I was going to say, if we sell, if we sell a cool bar hammer the indirect, indirectly to everyone's dad. <laughs> then it's fine. We're doing great. Great business model. In all seriousness, um, I do have one that I'm pretty excited about that is very early stages. So who knows if it'll ever even make it across the finish line. But I want to do a battery bank that is mm. kind of Steam Deck style. So oh. don't replace the cells. But also, if you're going to do it, here's how to do it. Yeah, that'd be sweet. So the idea would be like the last battery bank you would ever buy. Yeah. Um, if it's if it's possible, you know, I'd love to figure out if there's a way for us to make the firmware upgradable so that if, you know, let's say someone like Nintendo who uses USB PD, but in kind of a, a wonky, different than everyone else way. So your switch can die if you use a standard power brick like... Um, you know, that sort of thing, right? So if there's a way for us to firmware update it so that we can account for things like that, obviously things bad things might still happen. But if we can continue to to tweak it over time, I think that would be a super valuable product. And I think that's one of the big things uh, that we're, we're really going to continue to focus on as we go forward, because that's what's really differentiated backpack and screwdrivers. We figured out what we wanted to exist and then made it exist right like with something like a t-shirt i think there's a little less room for innovation but for something like that um that battery bank i think absolutely we are identifying something that is a is a problem and we're fixing it i hate to say it yeah it's been said a million times it's been thought about i think it might have even been decided to not do but if you do socks and if you do sandals you've literally completed the outfit 
you could walk outside respectively. Maybe not respectively. You could walk outside legally wearing entirely LTT clothing. Mm -hmm. That would be pretty sick. I understand it's hard to do, but that would be pretty sick. And the amount of people that would buy socks and sandals LTT edition, I think is, I think is pretty solid. I think there's a business argument there as well. Um, I need new socks pretty bad. I've been holding out for like years. The real motivation. Yeah. Oh, for I'm being transparent about it. Um, it's time. I have to go buy new socks. So we're not going to hit my time window, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, I think that'd be sweet. Um, Darn tough. If you guys want to work together, hit me up. Yeah. Um, hmm. Deodorant. Frankly, we don't make anything. We, we couldn't make anything strong enough for our audience. <laughs> um, Love you guys, but. Bare feet is Nerd hygiene. legal. Not everywhere. There are places that you have to have coverings on your feet. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Speaking of buying companies, if you could choose another content creator to join the LMG staff, Ooh. who would it be? Um, I don't know how to answer this question without it being like yeah, awkward. I think honestly, I think we, I think we skip that. Do I abstain? How about instead of the one, I could pick like a one that I'd love to work with. All or of like them. A few. We would love to work with everyone. I mean, it's tough. You know, ah, man, it's tough because. Just because I really like someone and respect them as a content creator and would love to work with them every day doesn't mean I think they should be acquired, right? Like, let's yeah. take, okay, let's take someone we talked about last week, okay, Sarah Dietschy, right? She has a totally different perspective on tech. She, um... There's no reason to do that. Yeah, doing right. Great on, her, great on her own. Exactly. She's doing great on her own. She's probably more valuable to the the greater community as, as an indie. Um... Why, like, what, if all we wanted to do was, you know, make sure that she had, let's say she, she hadn't just killed it on her Lab 22 launch or whatever else. So let's say that our, you know, she was struggling in some way or something. If all we wanted to do was make sure she had, like, consistent income or, or, or something like that. Oh, well, like, what are we, what are we getting out of it? So presumably we expect profit at some point. So if that's our motivation, well, what are we going to do to squeeze her publication for more profit? Is is that even going to provide any kind of service to her viewers? It has to be a win-win-win, right? It has to be a win for us, a win for her, and a win for the audience. And if it's not a win-win-win, then it doesn't make sense. And I can't think of too many that would fit in that category. Yeah, it's tough. That's really tough. Because I, I, I mean, you, you see what, was it MCNs? <clears throat> you see what MCNs did to people. Yeah, just extract value. You don't want to be an MCN. That's stupid, lame, and annoying. And no one likes you and you're dumb. Um, so like Linus said, there has to be value in both directions. There has to be something that's truly beneficial for them. And uh, we could get them editors and, and videographers and stuff like that. But a lot of these creators already have solutions for that. Some creators actually are unwilling to give up the creative control of editing, so want to do it themselves, um, which is respectable. That's an approach, whatever. I'm not making any judgment on that, but like some people wouldn't even want those benefits is what I'm saying. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. It's really tough. There's a lot of people that I would like love to work with more closely because I think it would be freaking awesome. Uh, but I don't think that would necessarily be better for anyone other than it just being like cool. <laughs> Question here from Jay. Do you think we'll ever see RAM slots on GPUs for choosing how much RAM you want? Nope. Never. Should we explain in more detail or just leave it there? All right, we'll explain in more detail. What's the trend you see in terms of RAM's physical proximity to processing power? Let's look at um, Apple's M1 processor, where they've actually got the RAM right on the package, closer. GPUs were one of the first consumer devices in your, in your system that <clears throat> brought the RAM off of a, off of an installable module that's just out of necessity quite physically distant from the processor and from the memory controller and put it right on the board soldered to the board right next to the processor why because gpus needed mondo memory bandwidth uh, in order to uh, move texture data and other game assets back and forth so what you're never going to see then and look at uh, the highest performance. I don't know what that was. Look at the highest performance GPUs today. They actually bring the memory even closer with HBM. So those, because the traces are so short, are much easier to run at much higher frequencies. And so the last thing you're going to see the GPU industry do is trend back the other way to modules. Like not only are they physically more distant, but anytime you have... An, an interface like that, like a, a slot, uh, like a socket and a, and a pin interface or, or anything like that, you're going to have some loss. And that loss is bad for signal integrity, which is bad for, you guessed it, higher switching speeds, which is bad for bandwidth. So it's just, it's never going to happen. Uh, I'm pretty sure it did happen way in the past as well. Um, and it's not done anymore, which doesn't always mean a lot, but in this case, I think it does. We got a food question here. Luke and Linus, what was the most memorable meal of your life? Easy. I have an answer for this that is easy and I'll lock it in. Do you want to go first? No, I I hit me. I think it might even be the same because you were there. Oh, was it the the first uh the first dinner? Or the the first LMG dinner? Oh. Oh, different one. Darn it. Because that was pretty memorable. We had that like truffle and stuff. Like it was a and whole. No, I'm not really sure. It was a whole thing. Yeah, that was kind of the a big first deal. LMG Christmas party was not really a Christmas party, and um, it was awesome. Though. We could like we okay to put it in perspective. Our first meal when we landed in Las Vegas that first year was chicken nuggets because they were cheap. Dude, we, we got a whole table of chicken nuggets. So we balled out yeah, on chicken nuggets. We had no money, yeah. um, but. To celebrate the success of our CES trip and the connections we'd made and uh, the sponsorships that we had started conversations about and all that good stuff, uh, we went out for one nice dinner. Um, and I was like, maybe we'll make this a tradition. That tradition has since become the Christmas, the annual Christmas party. But when it started, it was just me, Ed, Luke, and Brandon, and Luke's friend. And uh, we we kind of, you know, for us went kind of wild in terms of ordering it felt pretty nuts yeah. i remember like being worried about the company's books because yeah. we of got like a 50 dollar fried rice i remember specifically like that fried rice 
that was the as much as I remember that fried rice, the food itself wasn't was not great. Yeah, I didn't care like at all. That that was a a big moment in like my life. But the meal isn't what made that memorable. So I so think So that's fair. Like I wouldn't have picked my wedding just because it was about the wedding. It yeah. wasn't about the meal. Yeah. So, okay. So that's the reason why I think my brain didn't go there. My brain went to a different dinner to that you were also at. Japan. Yes. Yeah. We we stayed at this it was a hotel in Japan that was like, what, it's like a thousand years old or some crazy. Like, I remember hearing that and being like, no way. And then I looked into it and it's like, uh, yep, that's true. Um, it was at a hot spring. We were, it, it was just amazing. We had a, a, a meal in, at the hotel in this like big open room. Uh, there was like three waitresses for like the, what was it? Like 12 of us that were there or something. Crazy. One chef for just us. I still have it's it's still on my fridge. It will always be on my fridge. I still have the like the it's not a menu. It's like the, the order that the dishes come in. Yep. I can't read it because it's in Japanese. But um, that was <laughs> that was an incredible meal. I don't know. And it was it it does have the other components, and it's probably cheating because of that. To be fair, because that was also a pretty big moment for us. Um, the the people that were there were awesome. There was a lot of other things going on, but the meal itself, like, oh man, how many, it was like some insane number of courses, courses. like over 12, I think. And chicken sashimi is definitely the most um, adventurous thing I've eaten. You ate it too? Yeah. I didn't remember if you did. Yeah. I remember both of us tried it and then cooked the rest of our chicken (laughs) in our broth. They were not a huge fan of, but (laughs) it is what it is. Um, but yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. That was for the Omron factory. What video is tied to that trip? Yeah. Omron. There's also a WAN show, (laughs) which is probably one of the more unique WAN shows we ever did. Um, Ed was passed out drunk behind the camera. (laughs) Like it's a miracle. He managed to get the camera pointed in the right direction before he fell asleep on the stairs. The the stuff he has been able to accomplish when when needed to is uh is impressive. Absolute oh, unit. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Speaking of travel, Tomas asks if there's a country or place that you've always wanted to visit but haven't had the chance to. Mm, I want to go to Australia or New Zealand. I heard that's the place to be when the apocalypse comes. <laughs> What, because they're already, like, trained in dealing with it? No, it's because there's nothing of real strategic value. <laughs> it's far enough away Minerals. from everything that is of strategic value that the fallout won't really get there. And it's, like, temperate and, like, pretty uh, developed world in terms of infrastructure and, like, standard living. Relatively self-sufficient. I know New Zealand is checking a lot of those boxes specifically. Yep. Um, those are definitely up there. A lot of the places that I really wanted to go, I have gone to. So that knocks off a bunch of stuff, to be honest. I would really like to go back to Japan. I barely even count our trip there as like actually being in Japan. We were there for like less than 24 hours, weren't they? Weren't we? And we slept. So like it was a very short period of time. Um, I think I'm going to cop out and say Japan because I don't really count being there for literally less than 24 hours as really being in Japan. 
Um, even though I literally just mentioned one of my favorite dinners being there. I found out why this was 600 calories. Look at the disgusting amount of sauce in it. Oh. Yeah, like I can only eat half of this because it's not completely saturated in uh, mayonnaise It's got water. quite the aroma. Yeah. We've got this like hummus thing though. Scrappy Dwarfs with hardware unboxed in Australia. Yeah, I mean, we've said all the unfortunate reasons why Scrappy Dwarfs like isn't Yeah, so it's much dead. Thing Sorry, anymore. guys. Yeah. Question here from Mike. My kids love my LTT water bottle. That's not really a question. Would you consider making a smaller one for kids? Maybe with artwork from the ABCs of gaming? Yes. Uh, we're already working on a smaller one. We hadn't thought of putting ABCs of gaming characters on it yet, but good idea. Yeah, I get a lot of comments in uh, Merch Message about people loving the ABCs of gaming, so that would be cool. I think it's because I specifically mentioned during the Screwdriver stream that I read every review. Some people have left some really sweet reviews over the last few days. Thank you very much. Um, it was a labor of love, so yeah, really appreciate it. Next one here is from Elliot. Linus, you've talked about your uh, disdain of closed ecosystems and smart homes many times on the show. But you've also said you're super down for a biometric implant. Are you less concerned about biotech when compared to all this closed ecosystem? Well, I wouldn't go for a closed ecosystem biotech implant. Yeah, there's there's a lot of caveats there. The biometric implants that we're talking about are quite simple. Yeah, like an NFC yeah. thing that I can just program to just like spit out, you know, a bunch of characters when I scan a thing, right? Like I'm talking really, really, really basic stuff right now. Yeah, yeah, very user controllable type of stuff. From Joshua, how did you navigate the transition from a small to medium-sized business? I'm working for a small company for the first time, and we're rapidly growing. Any tips would be great. Hire a PR person. <laughs> and then don't ignore them. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> In all seriousness, though, I mean, you just got to keep iterating, right? Just keep learning as you go. I'm not a business. Um, I'm not like a business guru type person. I'm not. I don't read a lot of business books. When I read them, what I usually discover is that a lot of what I find in them is stuff that I did figure out along the way. Maybe not exactly the same way. To be clear, I'm not saying I'm some kind of genius. Well, I figured everything out. Like it's not. It's not like that at all. But the the problems that I've had to solve, I've solved them. So I guess what I'm saying is, take time, identify problems, solve them in ways that are scalable for the long term. Don't just solve problems short term. I just don't. Uh, I just. I just. I. I mean, even the way we've moved into our house, like you've seen it. A room goes from absolute chaos to perfection because I just do not have the cycles to do something that I know I'm going to have to do again. It's not worth it to me. And that's one of the things I've, I've learned as we've scaled. And if it's not going to save you time in the future, don't do it. There's a flow plane question. Uh, any new secret shoppers in the work? Hold on. I genuinely don't know. I'm not on the team that plans that type of stuff. I cannot actually answer this question. What I will say is you shouldn't even ask. Due to the nature of Secret Chopper, they can't tell you and you don't want to know because you don't want anyone else to know. There you go. Yeah. Well, Pickles, Lord of the Jar, wants to know. <laughs> Just a few months back, you were worried about the prospect of your new products not selling well enough. 
With this mm -hmm. recent success, do you feel more confident about launching future high-end merch deployments? It always depends, right? Like nothing, I can't take anything for granted. I've, I, I feel like it's one of those things where if you guys just bought it because it had our label on it, I'd be like, have I taught you nothing? You know, so um, I think that there's a lot of pressure on us to keep making stuff that stands out and will be successful. And I don't really feel any less of that. I don't feel like past success is necessarily an indicator of future success in, in, in that particular regard. I think that you probably can carry some momentum forward, but that momentum is short-lived, right? If you guys buy one thing from us where you're like, oh yeah, I heard like LTT has really good quality stuff, um, but I didn't like this, you're never going to buy anything again. So we kind of have to... We don't have to hit it out of the park every time, but you can never hit less than like a line drive single to use a baseball metaphor. Question here from Lucas. Linus, you've talked about VR a lot, but what are your thoughts on AR headsets? Have you tried them like HoloLens and do you think we'll ever reach mass adoption? Not with HoloLens. Have you tried it? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of bad. Yeah. So for me, Really, it's not a question of how cool is this technology? What can we do with it? It's a question of what do I want to do? And can this technology do it? For me, the killer app for AR is uh, <laughs> uh, memory augmentation. I can never remember who people are or like where I know them oh, from. Yeah, totally. Or yeah. the last thing we talked about or how many kids they have. If I had a contact lens that I could wear that was like... um. Luke mentioned his bird last time you guys were hanging out was having some health related issues. Uh, you should check in with him about that. I, I can't even, I can't, I don't even think I could put a sticker price on what I would pay yeah. for something like that. I'd, I'd and, pay a lot for something. Like and that. I wouldn't be the only person like in a, in a professional setting, people literally will hire assistants whose entire job it is to follow them around at events and like cross-reference and like like provide them with information as people approach like that's actually a thing right so um in a professional setting i could see something like that being invaluable but i don't know man maybe navigation like a really slick navigation AR implementation navigation, navigation and a facial recognition thing that can tell me who people are yeah, um, and maybe some basic information would be fantastic. I I will remember so many details about someone, and not their name and not their birthday, but I'll remember like lots of things about them. I'll be able to jump back into a conversation, and as long as they don't expect me to say their name or remember their birthday, yeah, I'll do great. But yeah, uh, nighttime astronaut asks: Given the importance of the WAN show now in terms of LMG's contact with the community and consumers, should Bell be given a substantial pay increase and maybe some kind of crown or cape to denote his incredible role? I like the crown and cape. I like the crown and cape, but see, uh, the reason I, I the reason I brought up this comment is because I see comments like this a lot. You know, uh, Kyle did a great job in this video; he should get a raise, or this person did this; they should get a raise. Uh, that is not how it works at what all. What do you mean? That's not how it works. What do you mean? First of all, you're assuming that they're not already paid fairly. <laughs> Second of all, guys, the people who are in front of the camera are a small fraction of the people who work here. You don't just give the person 
who gets the screen time the raise we have we have, we have dozens of other people that supported that, that made whatever it is that Bell or Kyle or I am doing possible, who also need to be paid fairly. If we just gave raises to people every time they did anything of value that was public facing, our pay scale would be fucked. Like a mess. No, that's not how it works. As much as I appreciate the sentiment when people will say, man, Anthony did a great job of this video. He should get a raise. That's just, it's just not how it works. I'm sorry. No offense, Bell. You know, you're, you're great. You know, heart. They wouldn't the, even the, see the cape and the crown. The crown I be wearing and cape, it. though. Yeah. But crown and cape, I'm down for it. Yeah. Okay, you've got uh, you've got a forty dollar crown and cape budget. Let's go, boys. <laughs> yeah, just let let logistics know they can source something for you. All right, dude, you could Heck just yeah. get a BK crown for free, and then get a sweet Epic forty dollar cape. cape. It's exactly the plan. Yeah, nice. And we'll get you guys a bell cam, so when we're doing merch messages, we can just put him like in the middle here. So we'll just get like a face cam for him. We down? We good? Yeah, okay. I'll get a really old one. So it looks like an old 90s nice. MSN. All right, let's cam. do it. Nice. Let's do it. Let's go. Um, question here from Cameron. Do you have any thoughts on the GBD win three? There's been a lot of comparisons, but I'd love to know your thoughts. Uh, we checked out the GPD win max two recently. But the win three. Oh, you know what? No, I haven't. I haven't really looked into this one yet. Sorry. Nope. Not yet. Someday. Soon. Looks sick though. Yeah. Mm, another Wait, AR thing? One. Oh no, this is the old one. GPD Win Three. No, this this one's old. Yeah, it's cool, but it's a little. It's yeah, it's a little older. The slide out keyboard doesn't have a ton of value for me. I'll say that. Another AR thing is I would love a really fancy calendar slash alarm app where I can signify when like something is unmissable. Mm. And by unmissable, I mean like blast my face with it, <laughs> like mm -hmm. make it so that I it's in, because it's literally covering my eyes. It's like impossible to not at least respond in some way to it. Like, do not let this notification not come in. Basically, that would be great. Honestly, that could be solved with just. Oh, yeah, it totally could. Being able to set a persistent ringer on reminders like an alarm, like. Hey, anyone from the Android team, if you're watching, can that just be a feature next time around so that you can set a different alarm style, like a looping alarm style on reminders and on calendar notifications? That would be just a game changer for me. That'd be sweet. Like, I actually need to go to this meeting. Do not and stop until I acknowledge that I am at the meeting. There would, Yeah, it would be cool if you could do a, like, I am there <laughs> thing, because there's also times where... You're like, oh, I get a notification. Okay, cool. I know I have to do this thing. And then you just get blasted by some like huge something's on fire problem yep. that you need to immediately solve. And then you need to remember to go back to that meeting. But once the thing is not on fire anymore, you forget about the notification. While we're at it, it would be great if in the calendar app, I could set what my default reminder schedule is because I always have to go in and manually say, hey, I need to know the day before. I need to know the hour before, and I need to know the amount of time it takes for me to get there before, because otherwise, I won't go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Question we have here from a lot of people. Uh, what are your thoughts about the person winning an art contest with an AI-generated piece of art? As someone who doesn't really um, get art, 
but who can certainly appreciate seeing something I like um, and, and values the work that goes into it. I, I guess I'm excited for being able to just like, for the cost of getting a print done, decorate my house, which I think is super cool. I see it as a potential, um, I see it as a potential danger to the craft though of art over time. So while it's pretty easy for me to say, okay, uh, I saw someone tweet at me, uh, a portrait of Linus Sebastian in the style of Rembrandt, right? And they like, they looked awesome. If I wanted a portrait of myself in the style of Rembrandt, I guess I could put that up. Um, I don't, but what's going to be the style then? What will be the, the, the future styles that we can plug into our, our AI generator? With that said, maybe it's a total in, totally invalid concern. People create art just because they wish to create art. And the value of something created by a person doesn't seem to be tied to the number of hours they spent on it, the ease with which it could be replicated by something else. It's, it's, about, the, it's about the person. It's about that, that aura around them right we don't we don't we don't pay a hundred thousand dollars for a painting or whatever else because it looks the it looks ninety thousand dollars prettier than a ten thousand dollar painting that's just like not how it works it's about it's about who you know and it's about connections and it's about notoriety and so i don't think that an ai artist i think that it could absolutely take out a lot of commodity art but i don't think it's going to take out um like high-end art, um, like boutique art, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, like hide your money from taxes art. Won't, <laughs> yeah. won't, won't take that Well, out. it's a whole separate conversation. Yeah. Question. Oh, for me on the art thing? Uh, I think it's just completely down to whoever's hosting the contest. Do you allow it or do you not? It's like the same thing with speedruns, right? Tool-assisted speedruns, task speedruns, those are, they have their own category. You could have an art contest for for AI generated art, whatever. I think it's down to the contest. I don't think I. It's, I I'm gonna say the same as Linus. So I'm not in that space. I'm very far from being an artist. Yeah, so. Eshwi Lu over okay. on Twitch says AI art only looks good. As a professional artist, you need to be able to thoroughly explain your context to be taken seriously. Sure. Um, which yeah, it's fair enough. I don't give two shit about any of that. But I suspect uh, AI artists could also start working with GPT three and have it write a blurb that goes along with the art and explain why it's cool. Um, if you think that's a limitation now, I'll see you in two years. Um, but, but either way, I, I just, I, I think it's always going to be a, a different, different space. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like smart, smartphones put cameras and put video recorders in the pockets of, of everybody. And that doesn't make it so that you don't still need like filmmakers, right? Like it's, Yeah, what we also see is that you can sell prompts for the AIs to generate stuff, which I think is so interesting. It's like this guy who was in the art contest was like, I will share what my prompt was to get this art later and like is trying to sell this prompt to get the art that he had made that one. So very interesting future. I mean, it's a kind of IP, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you're if you're really good at configuring the machine, that has a value. So. Sure. Yeah. I'm just very surprised, but it makes sense. Similar things have been done in the past. Question from Micah. What's your favorite part about running a YouTube channel slash YouTube media company? I don't know what's not to like. It's the coolest job ever. 
Thank you. <laughs> Best part. I don't know. It's nice that someone listens, you know, feeling like part of a community. Um, I mean, we're social creatures, right? Like we all are sort of fundamentally drawn to a lot of the same things. Turning what you would have done every day anyway into into work is a, is a bit of a double-edged sword. I'd say it's the best and one of the worst things about it, but it's it's definitely one of the best, even if it might also be one of the worst. Yeah, there's a lot to love. That's it for merch messages. That's it. Oh, well, then I guess that's it for the show. Pretty good timing. Yeah, thank you so much for tuning in this week. We'll see you again next week. Same bad time, same bad time.